0: Together again. Hello, and welcome to the Nen Show podcast. I am your host, Craftswarf. This is my co-host, Mathwiz. We're here.
1: Yeah, not even a uh, hard drive failure can stop me. It it can delay Yay. me, but it can't stop me.
0: Oh God, I couldn't imagine. Um, like I've always thought, like you know, because uh, California has been on fire lately, as usual. Um, and I, since like the big one that was closer to where I live earlier this year, I've always been of the mindset, like, you know, if I have to evacuate, like I can grab my two hard drives and take them with me. Like, even if I lose my computer, as long as I have the hard drives, I'm good. Um, but then like, but I, that's not, that's, so it's like, uh, in the case of a hard drive failure, I'm fucked because, uh, that's, that's where all the stuff is. So I mean, luckily, yeah, well, my scripts are all backed up on Dropbox so they'll, if, um, so as long as I can log into my Dropbox, I can get to my, those and stuff and a lot of my other like documents, but that's all smaller stuff. So hello, this episode of the Nensho Podcast, we're talking about data storage and YouTuber <laughs> problems. Um, all right, let's get into the comments. Um, you don't have any, right? Cause you forgot, which is fine. Oh yeah. And uh, I guess there's also the, or. F- er. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I remember I did actually in my, <clears throat> in the time that I wasn't able to, uh, Well, anyways, I did look over the comments. Um, I do have, I guess, one I could respond to, although I guess it's kind of a non-response because I didn't think of it ahead of time. Uh, What's my favorite antagonist thus far in One Piece? Um, Good question.
0: Craftsworth, what's your favorite antagonist thus far? Thus far? Like, honestly, like, uh, I mean, part of it is from stuff that happens later, but I i really like moria now um like just rereading thriller bark and thinking about some of the later stuff is like because i mean we even see him in the stretch of chapters so um you know you could expect that we're, it's it's not not like a spoiler to say we see we see more of moria but like i don't know i just really like he's really great and um and like honestly like Lucci's good enaru is also really good you know buggy crocodile um you know some of the other minor ones are like hey, they're they're fine, but like the the you know Moria might be my favorite of these ones so far, and of course I have a lot of like hopes for Blackbeard. Like I wouldn't say he's my favorite so far because he's not gotten a real a lot of focus, but he's I've said before that, that he's the character I want to see more of most, like out of everyone. Um, so yeah, that he's definitely he's he has potential to be really great, but I, I want to see way more of him. Um, so what about you? Do you have one or
1: um. I don't know the one. The one is coming to my mind. Like the one at the front of my mind is like I don't know, maybe crocodile, but I don't know. Crocodile's good. Yeah.
0: Um, oh yeah, and I will mention because I forgot to. But um, yes, we are a week late because Mathu's hard drive failed, so she couldn't get to the reading. Um, and then the, even though it was a shorter reading, but th- we will have th- this episode is this week. Next week we will have the next episode, and then the week after that we will have the last episode in this saga. So, um, basically it's going to be three weeks, three episodes. Um, because just go, I mean, especially this one and the next one are going to be shorter because they're smaller stitches of chapters. Um, so just letting you know. Um, yeah. so, so many of the comments I have to respond to, um, a few people mentioned, um, cause apparently Thriller Bark, um, it's not, well, I guess the issue is Oda spelled it incorrectly. He spelled it like as if it rhymes with park, but really it's supposed to be B R. B A R Q E U E because it's it's a type of ship <laughs> and I'm like oh so it's basically thriller ship that's what the art that's what Maury's ship is thriller sh- so it was, it was, so in other words by giving the name he kind of foreshadows the, the reveal that it, it's actually a boat that they're on um but he he didn't he spelled it like Kind of, I guess, maybe it's in Japanese, you know, they're pronounced the same. So, they would have gotten the same, like, katakana. So, he just, uh, like, oh, park is spelled like this, so bark must be spelled like this. Because they sound the same. Um, which isn't true. I don't know. Or maybe it was on purpose to, I don't know. But, um, I, I <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't know. I never knew that. Because, like, again, I was reading those chapters weekly. Like, so, Thriller arc was actually the first arc that I read, like, through, it, through its entirety, going weekly. So, that was kind of fun. But, um... Like, because another thing I remember from that era, it was uh, Perona, because people were arguing about how her name should be Roma- Romanized, because some people were saying it should be Verona or Berona, because I guess P, V, and B are, can be similar in Japanese, so, of course, so P and B, Park and Bark, so I, I've I've always had that in my mind that, you know, maybe it should be Thriller Park instead, for the same reason that people were arguing over Perona and Verona because it's the P and the Bs, I don't know, <laughs> so... Yeah, it's understandable why I've had that mistake in my head for, uh, like, what, a decade now? Like, over a decade? How old are these chapters? So, but yeah um that's just hard
1: for me to process that like y- this was the arc that you started reading weekly and like obviously <laughs> i have the context now that there's so much more material to come after this and just like ah
0: yeah that's how long i've been reading weekly <laughs> like because we we hit where i started back in uh, the last part of Enya's lobby so yeah it's just like so well this stretch of chapters that we're recovering and especially is one of the areas where there's just like so much crazy shit happening that like ooh <laughs> but we'll get to that um, so, so yeah, a couple more comments, um, Karabe, um, he no-, he no he pointed out that Ryuma acts a bit different than other zombies, and I think, um, yeah, Captain Marvelous replied to him, and even, uh, and pointed out that, like, Ryoma was the only zombie who, like, interacted with his own, like, the the, the owner of his shadow, with the exception of Orz and Luffy, but, you know, Orz is kind of a dumbass, so I guess that makes sense, but it is kind of, I, I don't know, I, I've kind of forgot about that, so just a little detail I thought was interesting, um. Oh, uh, Mister Maganai Magananios, uh, I might have mispronounced that. But um, he linked a really long—I uh, didn't read the whole thing. I kind of skimmed parts of it. um a, a, basically, a bit—a long analysis on the arc of Thriller Bark. It does reference like some stuff later, so it does. It's there are spoilers in it. Um, minor, well, of minor, like it references. Does. I
1: can't read any uh, One Piece analysis. Right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, because, well, it was annoying, too, because he only did it to throw, like, future antagonists of One Piece under the bus, and also Naruto random, randomly, and I'm just like, oh, okay, thanks, like, because I'm just not a fan of that, um, so, but other than that, there was still some, uh, there was some good observations there for the people who can read it, sorry, Mathless, you are, you are forever cut off of One Piece content for the next, like, several months, uh, man, it's, yeah, it's kind of, I, I, it's it's gotta be a little annoying, yeah. That face
1: when you can't, like, read or participate in many One Piece discussions because you're not caught up on 900 chapters. So here I am, like, 500 chapters in, and I still can't access
0: some of this stuff because I haven't read enough. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then um, last one. Um, This was actually from uh, Senior Pink on my server, but uh, it was reposted in the comment section of the video by uh, Javier Torres. Um, just sort of, like, he, he, he talked about Zoro's character arc thus far, because at the start of the series, he was like, hey, Luffy, if you, you know, get in my way of, get in the way of becoming, me becoming the greatest swordsman, I'll make you slash your stomach. But now, last chapter, last arc, he, he did the uh, reverse, he sacrificed himself to see, like, he's, Luffy is the one who will be Pirate King, and, um... I think he pointed out a line that sort of like serves as the bridge between those where he's like, you know, the the great, the great, um, I can't call myself the greatest swordsman if I can't protect my crew. So it's like the crew, he, he, he folded the, the his desires to protect the crew, which was also part of the Mr. One fight um, into, um, you know, his desire to become the greatest swordsman. So I, I, I forgot about that line. I actually don't remember exactly where it is. I'd have to reread that comment of where he said that, you know, the greatest swordsman has to be able to protect this. Maybe it was even in Thriller Bark. Like, there's a few places he could have said it, and I just, I'm sure he said it, I just don't specifically remember exactly when at the moment. Um, But yeah, it it was neat. Um, And those are all of my comments. If you, unless you had anything to say about that, or. No. Yep, that's fine. So, time to get into the reading. Um, So yeah, we're not, it's, again, we get one of those sort of like, chapters that goes from the end of one arc into the beginning of the other uh so you know everyone's leaving thriller bark um even lola is leaving and are planning to leave and we see something else in the shadows of the mist some giant thing with two shiny spots that look like eyes what the fuck i'm pretty sure i feel like oda's doing a like look there's still like, well, because, you know, there were ships vanishing even before Moria came there, but he's doing, like, a little, like, there's always a mystery thing, because I don't, I, I feel like, I don't, I have no idea if this will ever get revisited, um, but it's just, like, what the fu- I, I'm sure the theory crafters have had a fucking field day with this for, like, ten years, um, because, what the fuck, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, hmm, this is also kind of interesting, considering where we end off the stretch of chapters. But Luffy decides that, you know, Ace has his own adventures, so he's not going to run off and and find him because his papers, uh, his Viver card is, uh, not looking so great. Um, and then we cut to, um, Kuma talking to Sengoku and Garp on, um, on the, um, in Marajoa, uh, the capital and Kuma just, you know, Kuma failed completely and Sengoku gives him shit, but that's about it, um. Any comments on the on the the real the, the the true end of Thriller Bark before we move on to the next arc? Um, I still am not like I still haven't
1: fully processed like maybe that's the point maybe he's supposed to still be kind of mysterious at this stage but like I don't really know what what's going on with Bartholomew Kuma why he's le- like I still don't quite understand why he left the crew, um, there like he didn't take anyone I don't I don't know and then like things get even weirder in the next arc so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah like i said kuma kuma is definitely one of the most mysterious characters like like i've said that i want to know more about blackbeard but kuma and someone else who i won't mention yet um they're like they have they've taken a sets of actions that you know are really are interesting because but we don't know why they took those actions so Kuma, kuma's up there as like characters i want to learn more about like see the backstory of and like why because because you know he yeah he's supposed to be the, this government tool yet he's c- clearly helped you know or he's you know he um you know he quote unquote killed zoro you know by giving him the pain from luffy you know he didn't expect him to survive that as he said later but um it's you know he he came back empty-handed so yeah even though he's supposed to be the one who <laughs> does the government's bidding. So yeah, it's definitely worth thinking about. But, um, so anyway, they reached the the red line. They are halfway there. Um, they, t- I, re- I like how everyone talks about sort of like, um, cause, um, like Frankie and Robin got to the great, you know, that the, um, grand line at separate times. Like Frankie was there for like over 30 years ago and, you know, Robin got here five years ago. So they just sort of mentioned when they first got there because we, we saw, we saw, you know, Brooke. You know, we saw him go there in his flashback, and the other five, uh, you know, Chopper was born there, obviously, and the other five we saw go there. So it's neat to see him just mention the, other, the, the the two we don't know when exactly they got to the Grand Line until now, so.
1: Yeah, this this part was pretty cool, just seeing, like, parts of the crew, like, certain people were, like, reminiscing on, like, oh, I remember the last time we were at the Red Line, and, <laughs> and I don't know, it's just yeah. more fun character interactions. It's good. It's one of those yeah, sentimental and that's what happens moments, because, like, look at how far sort of... we've come.
0: Yes, and everyone's messing around on the ship. Um, well, like we finally see like um, the shark submerge because he mentioned it. Uh, Frankie mentioned it back when they had Sunny because um, he he was mentioning the dock system or it was early Thriller Bark I think too where because there's number two is Mary, uh, number one is uh, it's Nami's waiver. He just redesigned that. He gave it like a seahorse thing, and number three is the shark submerge, which is taken by like th- the worst possible. <laughs> The, all the devil fruit users are the one who goes down, like... Yeah. <laughs> guys. And sure enough, they almost get attacked. Um, and so, one thing I like about the rabbit attack is Usopp's reaction, because, like, so if you remember back in Arlong Park, he sees Momu, and he's losing his shit... From this wounded sea monster, like, because it's a giant sea monster, of course. Usopp, you know, probably hasn't seen anything like that yet. But now he's he sees this bunny monster who's probably even bigger. He's not wounded. It's pissed off. And he's just like, huh, he's not that big. He doesn't seem very big. Like, he doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. And this is Usopp the coward. And I just thought that... I always thought that was, like, a cool little bit because he's... Of course, it's comparing it to ours but, you know, he's more experienced now. He has no reason to get afraid over something. So it's like yeah it's it's just cool anyway um out out of the beaten monster becomes uh Kami-e and pop Hug who um you know you actually messaged me because yeah they're from the the hachi cover story uh he um hachi saved them from the belly of a different monster, like they even reference the fact that they keep getting eaten because they're so stupid <laughs> like <laughs> oh man signature oda. <laughs> Yeah, like we were talking about last time, it's just, like, so many of these characters are so stupid that someone like Kuma, who has, like, basic intelligence, comes across as, like, smart. <laughs> um, oh, and I, I do love the gags where they're all reacting, and everyone's like, hey, mermaid, first time for everything, like, Zoro's memory just straight up vanishes out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> like for, because he he just he he found bra- he found brain bleach. He somehow found brain bleach, and he bleached his memory of Kokoro being a mermaid. Um, and and I've always found Popug's like backstory funny because he's like, I-, I learned how to talk because I was born a starfish and I thought I was a human, so I learned like that's just how it works. <laughs> okay. Yep. Like he's not even like a fish or he's literally just a starfish he's just like so well because animals in one piece have always been like basically sentient like karu could communicate with chopper they just don't speak you know human language other but otherwise they're like acting and expressions you know their desires are usually pretty like animalistic like they're just you know they're still just animals but uh, at the same time they're more you know they're anthropomorphic I suppose is the word like they have human elements to them and so of course the logical extension is Pupug a starfish who's basically a human um he's even a fashion designer so yeah but anyway then we find out the sort of conflict where Kami's friend is captured um by the the flying fish riders and Makro the the slaver um, who is also in the cover story with Hachi um but yeah they decide to help. Oh, and also we get we get a little a tease of Duvall, who really <laughs> hates the Straw Hats for some reason. <laughs> um,
1: Specifically one member of the Straw Hats. We don't know who. <laughs>
0: nope, not yet. Or why. Um, but um Yeah, see, like, these, honestly, like, I remember back when these were coming out, people weren't sure how long this arc was going to be. Like, now it's considered part of Saboti, but originally Duval was, like, its own arc, because the Flying Fish, because it's a a different location. He's not on Sibori. He's on his hideout in the middle of the ocean, right? So, yeah, um, and again, people weren't sure how long it was going to be. But yeah, we see Hachi again. Um, the Straw Hats head in. He tries to disguise himself. It doesn't work. Um... But they do decide to say help Kami anyway because she went in on her own. Because I did it's think it's kind it of was like, in... or, or what, go on. Sorry. Well, no! You finish your thought and then I'll jump in. No, no. I I want to hear yours. Oh well, I was gonna say was that, that it, it was
1: interesting how they, uh how Oda is now like bringing back a character from a previous arc. In this instance, like a previous antagonist in the form of Hachi. Mm-hmm. Um, at first yeah. I was a little little skeptical of the part where nami's just like oh it's okay hachi's actually innocent so like <laughs> like i mean i think what the rest of the arc does i think the rest of the arc does enough to kind of justify hachi and nami like that beef kind of i don't want to say it's non-existent mm-hmm. but i don't know i feel like when it initially yeah cause when that, that moment like, initially happened because like that was an interesting character baggage for nami and for hachi and it felt like it was just kind of getting brushed under the rug which i mean to be fair, well, I guess Hachi I wasn't the most of is, like Hachi wasn't the most no, like, he was always kind of a dumbass. Of like yeah. group. He was kind of the goofier of that uh, that group of pirates. Yeah, but yeah. then at the same time, it just like him getting brought back and seeing like because we learn so much about like less I guess Hachi specifically, but we we're kind of getting like secondhand information
0: about Hachi based off of other reveals. Well, even Arlong too. Yeah, later on we find out more about and the Fishman race in general. Like. It's not necessarily wrong for Arlong to hate humans, as he does. Like, there's there's more to it that we find out. And, yeah, well, see, it's like, I agree that Hachi, you know, wasn't that bad, all things considered. Like, he did Arlong's orders and stuff, but he was always kind of a dope. But, like, um... The, the, the other thing I see is that, like, well, because what you have here with Kamiye Kami- is that she jumps in to try and save Hachi herself, so you have a sort of moment, like, like with Kobe and Elvita. like, when Kobe's, like, crying about how helpless he is, Luffy says, ha, huh, I don't like you, but when Kobe s- decides to fight, Luffy will fight for him, and so that's kind of what's going on here. Kamiye, she goes in to fight herself, even though she's completely useless, and, like, by sort of waving away the Hachi thing, you know, Nami's sort of, um she she just you know even if the even in the moment is she she um she validates the need to desire tip for everyone to go like she she removes any sort of like you know ambiguity so everyone can save Kami without having to worry about it so um even if, so i'm not so i mean she's it, that's the thing nami is just kind of manipulative in general and so like I, you know i'm not sure if i'm saying like cuz she and she does in the end say that she doesn't really forgive hachi after this arc but, um, you know, she, she, and, if, and uh, by the end of it, she, out, she's outright crying when he's getting hurt. So it's like, she does give him a second chance. So yeah, I, I do, I'm not sure. I do really like
1: that Her, aspect of it. I maybe, I don't know if it's just like, if this was like the exact translation or maybe it was just changed a bit in like the localization, yeah, I'm not but sure I think it was just was the use of the word saying. like he's actually innocent, which obviously isn't true. Like, even if he's a goofball. Like, again, this arc gave me so much to kind of be interested in Hachi, because thinking of, like, his background um, as, like, a a fish man and, you know, all the stuff that went on that we haven't discussed yet. But then, Mm -hmm. like, thinking how, like, the way, like, the timeline goes, because, like, all that stuff happened before he joined the Arlong Pirates, um, but the Arlong stuff for us came before all of this, so... It's just interesting to think of like how Hachi would have gotten to that point. And yes, even though he might be a goofball, he's still like he's yeah, he, he's not he entirely innocent because he Arlong's did orders. he
0: did work alongside that group and he was following orders like you said. So, yeah, he tried to fight Zoro, he tried to stop Sanji from saying Luffy saving Luffy. So like, he did do some, you know, things that are, you know, wrong because he was on the wrong, the, the opposing side. But, you know, so, see, I wouldn't, so, yeah, I guess I agree with the translation's weird with him being innocent. But but maybe that's exactly, I
1: mean, maybe maybe it's not specifically the translation, maybe that is exactly what Oda was trying to get across. Um, But then again, like like I I said, it's more of a minor complaint for me, because I think the rest of the arc kind of does enough to justify it, and I can understand, like, how him being forgiven and... You know, it, it works, like, it all works in the end. Uh, maybe I'm just getting too hung up on, yeah, yeah. you know, terminology <laughs> A little whatever. thing.
0: Well, it is, well, it is. you know, it's important because, like, and the other question is, like, is she, does she actually believe he's innocent? Probably not, because she doesn't forgive him in the end, but, uh, you know, and, but she's also, you know, and like I said, she's manipulative, so she might just be, you know, giving the, the others room to act, you know, because like, they're going to be considerate of her feelings. Like, um, you know, um... Like, Sanji's even saying, like, you know, forget Hachi, but we should save her, right? Yeah. And, but but saving, not, if they take Kami away, like, they're just back to ground zero. Like, Hachi's in prison, so it's like, might as well save him too. You know, figure things out later, because they're in the middle of a fight. So it's like, you know, there's a few ways to look at it, so. That's true. But yeah, it, yes, so, I don't know, it's neat. Um, And they they get their fight, and everyone gets to show off a little bit. Um, Like, we see a, a bit more Brooks fighting style. Um, uh, we, we see the Sunny, um, like, (laughs) the, the, the roar cannon, or the Gaon cannon, like, I love Luffy's reaction to it, where he's just, like, like, his eyes are just, like, starbursts, and he's, like, he's blown away by how fucking awesome (laughs) that laser beam is, like, that's uh, a great reaction, um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, the the fighting's cool, I like it, um, you know, more goofiness, um, Oh, yeah, and it's also kind of neat to see Hachi, like, well, because Hachi's, like, you know, he's able to take down Mooks and stuff, you know, because, like, even if he's this old antagonist, like, you know, he was the lieutenant of Arlong's crew, so he's, like, he he does he saves Zoro, because Zoro's still wounded from Kuma, but then he gets saved himself, because he gets the cocky over it, um, so, I don't
1: know,
0: yeah, it's just, it's that, neat to I, see,
1: or, like, even thinking back to the Arlong arc, it was interesting how we got this brief moment with uh, Zoro and Hachi, Because, like, even when Zoro fought, like, there's almost a bit of a recurring element with Zoro and Hachi. Because whenever, like, when Zoro fought Hachi, it was less that, like, Hachi was the problem for him. And more that, like, his wounds from Mihawk were the the bigger obstacle he was trying to overcome. And so then, like, here, in this little moment, he's also injured. So, like, Hachi, this time, instead of, like, (laughs) he's fighting alongside him instead of against him.
0: I don't. There, I don't there think there's was, any real like, symbolic like that, yeah. meaning behind that. I just think it's kind of cool. I, well, yeah, I didn't realize that either. Because why is Zoro always wounded every time he meets Hachi? <laughs> like poor dude, he just keeps getting wrecked. Um, but yeah. Um, so do you have anything else to say on the fighting, or can we get to Deval rev- coming out? Um, yeah, I really didn't uh, have like.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just
0: it's fun. But, yeah, like there's just
1: not much to say about it. Or, like I, I had fun yeah. reading
0: it, but I don't have much to. It's pretty short too. Like I wasn't expecting this to be... It's just like one chapter, you know, and it ends with the, the, <laughs> the reveal. Which okay, because I've said that like you know this is my favorite gag in One Piece, but like this is might be the one gag that makes me laugh the fucking hardest. Um, how did you how did you feel about Duval's face reveal? Uh, coming at it from the for the first time, like I don't imagine you knew about it beforehand. No, no, I didn't know.
1: Um, My very first, uh, like when I first saw Duvall with the mask and stuff, I was like, oh, maybe this is a previous, another previous character who's like come back and has a grudge
0: against somebody for wrecking him. Uh, no, yeah, like Morgan or a... Arlong or Craig was what people were suggesting at the time. Um, but no, it's so an
1: it's a new character, but also like, you know, something that had been set up before. So I was not entirely false. <laughs> God damn it, Oda! Like, uh, of course, of course, I'm he would look exactly look right like the the botched drawing of Sanji. Right. <laughs>
0: it's so, so perfect because, like, the drawing doesn't... It, it's, you know, it's just this goofy-looking sketch, but then, no, it actually exists in real life. <laughs> um, and not, I love how Robin's, like, he's he's sure to have an interesting death. Like, everyone... and Brooke is just fucking laughing his ass off. Like...
2: <laughs>
0: I love... Well, Hachi's even, like, yeah, they do look identical, and, like, no, <laughs> they don't. But... <laughs> Oh my god, it's hilarious. Um, though what I also thought, cause cause his whole thing is that he was you know he was doing fine just being a dick himself, but until the government came after him or someone or bounty hunters or something because you know of his wanted poster. And so one thing that I would say all three of these arcs uh, arcs explore, um, uh, Duval, Saboti, and Amazon Lily is well because they, they sort of the, the the world government is this big over domineering system but a lot of what we see is the victims especially in this one the victims of that system where Duval was you know the victim of a mistaken bounty poster uh you know we find out about the whole slave thing with fishmen and mermaids and Duval is even a slaver so they're all sort of the products of the world government sort of and we'll see more of that later um so I, I thought that was interesting when I realized it because, yeah, that's kind of, that's, because yeah, everyone's sort of, like, reacting against each other here, but in the end, they also all kind of unify against that system, because, of you know, the Straw Hats bring everyone together, so, because Duval becomes an ally, and helps out, um, after they fix his, uh, face problem, <laughs> um. um. Yeah, I like how
1: Sanji is just like, oh, I just remodified his his you know bone structure or whatever, so now he's <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about being caught by you know the the marines
0: because of his bounty because now he's he doesn't look the same. Right, right. Um. Yep. And then there's a bit more fighting. Um. Mermaids are super fast, and she sa- Kamiya saves Sanji. Um. Wayne's or um. I was gonna say the yeah the, the face remodeling thing is kind of like what he did with Wayne's on the shit on the on the sh- the train. Um, cause he did the same thing there. Um, so I like, I like how it's like a consistent power set of Sanji's now is he could just he, plastic surgery with his fucking, you're foot. right. I, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yes. <laughs> the recurring thing. Oh, and we also see Luffy. Uh, so, yeah, um, Duval brings out his, his, his boar, his, uh, Buffalo or whatever it was. And Luffy, uh, defeats it without lifting a finger. So you might've seen that before with, with the foaming at the mouth. Um, oh. Well, he does it later. He does it later too. Yes. Um, so yeah, this is well because they they do reference it later. But this is hockey as because uh, Shanks did it when he stepped on the Whitebeard's ship. Um, and to draw an even further comparison is um, well because what the what he does before passing out like um, is he he runs away in fear. And if you'll remember um, in chapter one, Shanks looked at the Sea King and it ran away in fear. So it's like yeah a little similar a little similar um just just pointing that out the um, foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> chapter one foreshadowing for chapter 500 and, uh, or 494 uh or 95 or whatever uh, so yep yeah, that's that's Oda for you um i don't think i have anything else specific to say about the duval conflict um Because, yeah, Sanji beats the shit out of him, uh, remodels his face, and everything's cool. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. It's just a short little arc.
1: But, yeah, I like like what it does because it's it's setting up important elements for the next arc. Like, obviously, we got to get Hachi on their side. So here's an antagonist for them to fight. And also that antagonist becomes an ally and they become important later. So, yeah, good stuff.
0: Yep. And then through those new allies, they now have information on... Sabote Archipelago, which is their next location, which they need to go to the New World, um, since they need to go down to Fishman Island to get to the New World. Um, Saboti was... I, You know, I thought it was cool because of the bubbles and stuff, just the big trees. Like, they even specify that it's not an island specifically, so you can, you know, you don't have to worry about your, your pose, your, your uh, compass locking, you know, because that's the whole thing. It locks onto magnetic fields of islands, but it's not an island, so yeah. Um, so... Oh, and of course, there's there's the setup um, with Zoro. He's like, we're on Grove number one, because <laughs> the bubble is in the way of the Grove 41. <laughs> and because so later he's like, tell me how to get to Grove number one. <laughs> and it's like, because uh, he needs to get there, of course. Um, I'd also really liked the the part where
1: Usopp and Sanji just like, no, don't leave. You're going to get lost. Like, th- <laughs> this has happened so many times that they know what's up
0: exactly and even though like he he's like even a child could show me around and or you know a child a child wouldn't be able to get lost and like but then just like the fates intervene and give Zoro like it's so stupid (laughs) Zoro's so stupid um there was
1: also a little panel um when they were like getting to the island I because I don't have the physical volumes in front of me now I have no idea I don't exactly remember when it happened but I just like this part where um Robin or whatever, like they were explaining the the resin of the the trees that like creates yes. the bubbles and whatnot. And Robin's just like, ew, it's sticky, and just like rubs it on Usopp, and Usopp's like freaking out. <laughs> and again, I feel like the that's another one of those little so moments good. that's just like, yeah, Robin's getting more comfortable around the crew because before, I, I mean, yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm taking it out of proportion now, but like, I don't know. I seem to recall her like keeping her distance before, and now she's just like. Again, like, she's just being herself, and just like, "Eh, get this off of yeah, me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's what I talked about last time with the whole, you know, em- big emperor thing, is, you know, she was being herself where she wasn't when she first, you know, snuck onto the crew. Like, so now she's, you know, being honest, and being, uh, yeah, this is gross. Um, Usopp's right there. I'm gonna wipe it on Usopp, and he's like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um... So anyway, there's a bit of adventuring in Sabooti. They they mess around with the bubbles, and we find out about. So they're called the World Nobles. They're also they also get called the Celestial Dragons, and most of the fan base will call them that. Uh, I say most because I am way more petty. Um, basically, um, I think Heavenly Dragons. Like it sounds about the same, but there's other terms that were that were translated as Heavenly that are supposed to sound like the because the original Japanese is Tenryu Bito which is ten is like heavenly or holy and Ryu is dragon. So it's like, so they t- there are other words that, you know, use the ten part that sh- it, it basically needs to be consistent. Sh- I think it should be consistent, especially because these things are all connected, the things that are called heavenly by the official translation later. But it's not retroactively. It should be. It should be celestial. If they're gonna, they should stick to one or the other. I personally think heavenly sounds a little better. So, so I I call them heavenly dragons, even though the the official translation will call them celestial dragons. Like as because like I said, I'm petty. <laughs> um, so anyway, but we get introduced to them. Uh, you know, there's the the pirate dude, a uh, devil who's got the slave collar. He's you know he get he's given up on the new world. He's desperate for you know to to, to go back to his family. And the collar blows up, and then the 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 heavenly dragons come in, you know, the slave owners, and they fucking shoot his body. Like, uh, so, yeah. How'd you you feel about the the heavenly dragons being introduced? Because they are fucking evil. Uh, Yeah, they're scum. (laughs) They're bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like... Well, because I like I said, it, you know, the sort of I was talking about, you know, the government as the system, and they're basically like the absolute power of that system because they created the world government. You know, the 800 years ago, 20 kings, you know, create band together to create the world government. That's what hug says. You know, their so, their descendants are these guys. Like, so they, they didn't even do anything. They they were just born to some. You know, they're just descended from some guys, and now they have like absolute power, pretty much. Like, like that's the thing. Is like, um. Like, they mentioned later, later how fishmen and mermaids used to be classified as fish, which is why it was legal to keep them as slaves, because they're basically, they're animals. So, human slavery is illegal, yet it exists because the heavenly dragons, they buy slaves. They want slaves. They they, feed all, they need it for their, you know, deeds. And it's fucking, so the, even though it's illegal, they're allowed to do it, basically. And as a result, others are kind of allowed to do it, too, because they need this this slave market to get what they want um so you know that it and again it creates this system that has victims like Hachi and Camille and you know even Duval's a product of that system he's only a slave trader because he it, it, it pays um so yeah this is
1: another one of those arcs um which like i i wouldn't be the person to dig into it all cuz i'm ill informed on the topic but it, this is another <laughs> one of those arcs that just kind of reminds me that like if you wanted to, like, analyze One Piece from, like, a political lens, I think you could, like, I feel like that's something Oda pays enough attention to, because, like, some stories probably don't really care about, like, or they pay less attention to, like, certain aspects of the world building, like, how would this affect this, and yada, yada, yada. Um, But I don't know, like, One Piece seems like it'd be a really interesting, like, political read. Not that I, as I said, like, I'm not super informed on politics. Um, I haven't done much reading on it, so I wouldn't be the person to do it. But it just seems really. there interesting.
0: was like there's a video called like the an, an anarchists an-, an anarchist's analysis of one piece. Um, I don't think the video is particularly great because he starts it and ends it like a generic review and he also just he, he only talks about the world government because he can't like because the thing about how like one piece in general, it's very individualistic. Where it's like, the life of the individual, you know, where it's like, you know, Robin's li- life is worth, you know, value because other characters have value, you know, because she- and she's given value to her life from the other characters. So it's like, the, the government's like, oh yeah, we, you know, kill one person to save a thousand, you know, kill a thousand people to save the world. You know, they'll do that, but One Piece is pretty against that idea, so... You know, there's definitely, and it is a you know story that involves po- politics and you know uh, ruling, you know authority. It explores it, so there's definitely room for political reading. But like the video, like it kind of, like I said, it only talks about the government. It kind of ignores like, because there are good rulers in the story. We've seen Dalton, we've seen Cobra, like or you know uh, uh, Vivi's dad, like. So it's not as though every king is a shit bag. Um, so and he kind of he kind of dodges around that, and he he does bring up some interesting like real life um allusions to like like things that are similar to real life things which i thought was kind of neat um it was I, I guess it's not a terrible video but it's it, it, I, I don't know if i talk about the similar similar subjects um i might actually i, I might do a video I, i've got i've got plans i've got so many videos planned <laughs> oh, fuck oh god i definitely want to do one about one about the marines i think i mentioned that before so anyway um so anyway they get to a uh, Shockey's bar um and this is when and... we find out that one
1: piece was actually a tournament arc all along <laughs> and all the yeah, rivals I mean, get yeah, they introduced even compare... and it becomes a real shonen because it wasn't a shounen
0: before <laughs> now yeah um well because i like how it's like so apparently this was all an editor suggestion. what like an editor was like hey um wouldn't there be like rivals and stuff and Oda's like sure and he just like designs like 11 nine characters in like an hour or that's the, that's the legend that I'm sure that it took a bit more time than that but like <laughs> he basically just like that's the thing he basically like he when he planned the arc he didn't like plan for these characters I guess so he they just kind of came in at an editor's suggestion suggest- is what I've heard um but yeah and I like how it makes sense like yeah there are other routes to the Grand line of course there'd be rivals so, um, from, like, the introductions, uh, and even, I guess, the rest of the arc, what do you think about the, the other supernovas, the other super rookies? Um, um, <laughs> their, their, their fucking designs are crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, a lot of them look really cool. It was kind of... I felt like it was pretty easy to tell, like, which ones were important and which ones were just kind of fodder. <laughs> um, not that, like, having fodder well, is a bad thing, because, you know, a lot, a lot happens later. So, like, there are other important characters who could benefit from just squashing
0: these rookies. Uh, Right, right. But a few definitely stand out. Well, one I've always... I've been thinking about for a while, but uh, Trafalgar Law... Yeah, see... uh... I've always felt like... (laughs) go on i want to because uh, he, he, I, I he's want to a say character something.
1: that i knew existed because um, i'm pretty sure ah, best guy gotcha, ever gotcha. mentioned him in a video right he um, bitches he bitches and, about him a lot and um, I, I don't i don't remember what was said in that video because i watched it so long ago so i don't yeah, know yeah. what law is about but as soon as i saw him i was like yep that's the guy there he is doing the middle <laughs> finger
0: that's him <laughs> See, I've always thought about him because I feel like, I, I've always felt like if he's going to be the, the aesthetic character you like, like Daedara or Geen, it might be him, because um, he's he's pretty popular. Um, like, he was popular, like, I think in the next popularity poll, he actually ranks pretty highly just from what he does in this arc, which is basically nothing. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, he's just, like, he caught on. Like, something about his design. Is it? Is it the, the little beard? Is it the sideburns? Is it the baggy eyes? Like, some people love him. I think he's popular with girls in particular, which makes sense. Um, but but so, the yeah. interesting
1: thing is that, like, I've heard of Law, but I haven't heard of anybody else, so I don't know how important mm. any of the others might be, because there's another character who shows up who seems to be just as important, if not more so, than Law, because he's got a higher bounty than, than Luffy.
0: Yes. Um, well, he's also the only other one with a subordinate who's also one of the supernovas, because Luffy and Zoro are both over 100, and uh, so are, uh Kid, and Killer. So it's like, he's even got, so he's got, like, a Zoro guy there, to so someone who's, you know, ne- like, um, he even has a higher bounty than Zoro. <laughs> he's more dangerous, so, like, yeah, he's definitely meant to, like, I feel like Kid is, like, the rival, the sort of to Luffy, like, in that way. Like, obviously, he's got a bunch of other rivals, but th- with Kid, there's definitely something a bit more, like, th- you know, he's the one who's a little bit above Luffy. You know, like, like, like Luffy fucking invaded Enya's lobby, <laughs> and this guy still has a higher bounty. Well, because, and we find out kind of why later, is because, like, Kid is actually dangerous. Like, he kills random people. Well, you know, as we find out, it's because, because those random people, you know, he said he couldn't be pirate king they laughed at him they laughed at him for having that dream but you know as kid says you know you have to have the the will to be pirate king in the new world um so yeah but he's he's dangerous which is why he has a higher bounty than luffy um but yeah all their designs are crazy and we see their powers later and some of them have some fucking weird fucking power like he's already even says like man you ability users are so fucking weird you <laughs> it- yeah, it's
1: really interesting that you say that. Like Oda, th- like this was an editor suggestion, uh, cause yeah, like I would have, do- I would have just said, okay, yeah, I mean, this feels less One Piece than previous One Piece, but like I don't know, cause like, like just the- throwing around the term like rival and whatnot, like I can't really <laughs> think of any like, there hasn't been like a like a Sasuke to Luffy's Naruto, like there hasn't been no, a-, not- a character or- who like is recurring and is like maybe not an antagonist, but is, like, you know, at odds with
0: Luffy and, like... Luffy you know, over an extended period of time like that, yeah. yeah it's like, like, there's no it's... one
1: really that pushes Luffy for... Like, I don't... how do I don't want to say it. Like, there's no one who, like, directly pushes Luffy forward. Like, Luffy just kind of pushes himself forward. Or, like, you know, right. his friends push him forward. But, like, he doesn't have that kind of rival. So, when I say that, like, right. well, like all even, of these like, quote-unquote the rivals yeah. being introduced, like... It, it feels less One Piece than before. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing that I hadn't thought of until all these characters showed
0: up. And it's like, these are your rivals. Yeah, because... Because <laughs> you're right. It is more... Sh- it makes One Piece more shonen because of all these dudes. Um, so, and... Yeah, but... Um, it, well, cause he also, you mentioned the, you know, Naruto and Sasuke, but he, but Luffy also doesn't have any like, cause, cause Bleach has like rotating rivals where it, like the first arc yeah. and the last arc was Ishida, then it was Renji, then Grimjo. So it kind of like cycles through them, um, before coming back to Ishida. But, but One Piece doesn't even have that. He, like he just straight up just doesn't like, he's, he's, he's special. Well, cause that's the thing with Luffy is like, um, I saw a up Um, it was linked posted by someone on my server from his friend where it's like, cause it's mentioning how like, over time, things that were once special are becoming less special. And he sort of explained why that's kind of important. Because, like, because Devil Fruits were, like, this crazy thing in back in the east blue like whoa a devil fruit like there were four characters in the entire like first hundred chapters that have devil fruits and this just this arc like almost all of these the supernovas have devil fruits like just like oh yeah here's a dozen more devil fruit users like it's not special anymore like and that's and um he, he pointed out some other things that where that's also the case and because like i was gonna say God... while while you point that out with the devil fruits um
1: i feel like the the moment that really kind of like i don't want to say solidifies it but like Um, accentuates that, or, like, you know, really, like, I don't know, but, like, later, when he's at uh, Amazon Lily, and these characters are, like, oh, we have this curse, and we are snakes, and
0: Luffy's just, like, yeah, man, that's a devil fruit, and it's, like, like, it it kind of goes back to the East Blue, where the devil fruits are mythical again, even though it's in the Grand Line, but Luffy has experience from outside, yeah, I get what you mean, so it kind of, like,
1: that it, it not being a curse and it being a devil fruit power is almost kind of like the normalizing factor. Like, oh, yeah, it's just a devil fruit. You know, th- those exist. Even though
0: once upon a time, even like I think Captain Morgan even said, like, they're they're like curses. They're, they're you know, they're there's things that shouldn't exist almost. Like he, he makes it like out like a superstition. But now in the grand line, it's just a natural part of the world. Like, oh, hey, that dude has a devil fruit. You know, whatever. And right now in the story, hockey is this very mysterious power, like like we see on Amazon Lily, characters are using it in weird ways. But like, you know, I guess it's a spoiler, but it, in the future, it's a, it's not as special anymore. But, and sort of, well, sort of what the, the post sort of like rationalized, which I thought was cool, is that like, like a, a good example is like Bellamy, honestly, because he has a devil fruit, he isn't shit he liked all he didn't use his fruit in any imaginative ways you know moria has a really powerful fruit but he doesn't use it whereas luffy does he has his gears he's mastering his fruit so it's not that he's special because he has a devil fruit but he he he, luffy is a man of action he makes that quality special by refining it and by you know perfect by making it beyond just what it is so um and i thought it was i always thought that was a nice observation um, but yeah, it's just, the that's what the setting is. It's just like, you know, the things that aren't, spe- like, um, you know, are, are special now might not be in the future. So we'll see how that goes. But, um.
1: I guess, I mean, that is kind of like a, a shounen thing in a
0: way. Like, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, actually, now they mention that's true of Naruto, too, because it's, like, the, the, the Sani, and, you know, they, they all summon their big uh, animals. Doesn't that seem cool and stuff? But then we get to the war, and that ain't shit. <laughs> so, like, like, fucking the third Okage and Orochimaru was once, like, the strongest characters in the series fighting, and now it's, like, oh, okay, sure.
1: Although I guess it, so, yeah, it can kind of depend on, like, how the narrative though. uses those things, because, like, with One Piece, we're still exploring the world, and finding out new things about the world so it kind of makes sense that like they'd be ignorant to stuff like hockey which is more normalized yeah, elsewhere it's... whereas like with Naruto yeah, well, Naruto's not mm-hmm. I don't think Naruto's a very yeah, like big on. expansive world and there's no real like adventure involved with it um not to say that like the yeah, normalization the kind of, like of stuff it, like, like summoning like there. is inherently bad but like it's it feels like less I don't know less of like in a progression
0: I don't know I don't know how I'm trying to say it but maybe you understand what I'm well, saying I mean... Well, because like Boruto even does like expand on it. Like I don't know how much of it... because I've watched like seventy episodes or so. And like one thing I thought was, because I remember we even bitched about it back on the Nen Show, where it's like, oh yeah, you you passed at the, the academy, great. Uh, now you have a chance to fail again if your sensei doesn't like you. And it's like, well, why go through thirty years of training just and succeed just to fail again? And Boruto actually like. Not only are the- the are actually have, like, higher requirements, like, they're doing, like, fucking, you know, wall walking training, and water training, which Naruto didn't do until the Chunin exam, so, like, they're naturally stronger out of the gate, and if they pass the academy, um, they're just ninjas, there's no, like, failing again, the- they- the requirements are just stricter, basically, so it's like, the setting is moving forward, and there's, like, more technology around. But it's all, like, the setting's all explored, so they have to, like, move forward as a whole, where it's, like, with One Piece, everything's much more segmented. Like, the news is basically controlled by the world government and their newspapers. So it's, like, so news of, like, technology and infamous people, like, they control it all. So, um, it's harder for you to get, like, that's why I was talking about, like, yeah, people know about, you know, Cypherpole and stuff. Um, so, like, Iceberg and the, 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 uh... You know, galley law shipmen, but um, you know most of the information is controlled by the government. So it's like yeah, they could leak, but you know how how far is it going to really get across the world? So, um, and as we see in the in the Cyberpool cover story, uh, things are weird going on with those guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I realize like but anyway, in, in bringing uh, this up, it's topical, but I'm kind of jumping around again. But I liked how. Like, with Amazon Lily, like, it was just this island of people who all knew hockey, and, like, do I think any of those characters are going to be relevant again, other than one, which I'm not going to say anymore. I mean, you've you've done the (laughs) reading, you know who I'm talking about, but I don't know why I'm being coy about it. But, like, do I think any of those characters are going to be relevant again just because they know hockey? No.
0: I, I, Eh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know. It's like, a thing that like The fact that they're using it again kind of normalizes it in themselves. Like, the fact that we're learning more about it is like, oh, yeah, this is a thing, you know? It's, we're, we're, I, I it's, just think it's cool it makes it that, like, normal.
1: there's this place where it's just so normalized, and Luffy not really understanding how to use his hockey is, like, a big disadvantage for him. Whereas, like, other, like up until this point in the narrative, it has been, like, a thing that, like, we haven't encountered really anybody who uses it, other than, like, or I should say the Straw Hats haven't, like,
0: directly fought anyone who like well there was man. the uh the the sky islanders all had they had uh the a form of hockey they call they just called it mantra because they didn't they don't have it they just had a different name for it so it's like it's been around um but yeah it's it, it yeah it's different uh we'll, we'll talk about that later though i think um because hmm. i, I to, just realized we're like to an hour
1: back on mantra now because you're like that's a
0: form of hockey and i'm like oh wait it's yeah, well, see, it's like I could explain it because they've kind of like showed it all, and it's not really like a spoiler. So fuck it, I'm just gonna explain it. There's basically three shades of hockey. They're all called colors, which is why he's shades. Um, color of observation. It's basically mind reading. It, it's basically mantra. So that like the uh, Sandersonia, the green, the the uh, this the longer one. She was uh, she she was using that to dodge his attacks because she could predict them. That that's basically color of observation. Um, Color of Armament is what, uh, Sentomaru and the other one, the, the bigger one, uh, Mar- 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 Marigold, that was her name. Um, it's basically a shield and a weapon. Like, it negates Devil Fruit powers when you attack with it. So, like, it makes, if you punch someone with, like, you could hit Logias with it, basically. So, it's like a neutralizer to, look like, if you punch someone with Armament hockey, uh, like, Crocodile wouldn't be able to disperse because of it, because that's what Armament hockey is. Then there's, uh, I think they call, they actually do name this one, um, I forget what they call it. I always called. I've always called it conquerors hockey. I think they called like the emperor, the emperor hockey or something like that. It's basically the uh, what shanks has used too, where it knocks people out, and that one's a bit different. But um, so yeah, that's basically what hockey is. The the three different types of it. So um, and we'll we'll see. We'll begin seeing more of it after this point in the story. Like I feel like honestly, like Oda kind of like finally like figured it out in this arc because like. I feel like more hockey should have come up in Ace versus Blackbeard, but it was never mentioned. Because like like one line I've always thought was a little weird is like Blackbeard hits Ace, and he's like, "Yeah, it's been a while since you felt a normal punch, right?" But if he was in the New World, he would have been hit by hockey users, so he would have felt normal. I don't know. I've always thought that was weird. So it always gave me the sense that Oda didn't like. He probably knew what Conqueror's hockey was because he had Shanks use it in Chapter One, and Blackbeard mentioned it, mentioned the idea of hockey on Jaya. But, like, I feel like he didn't get armament and, you know, Mantra sorted out as hockey until, like, this arc. And then he decided, yeah, this is hockey. So, I do like how he retroactively included Mantra in it, if he did. Because that's what it seems like. So, um, yeah. Just thought I'd mention, I, I'd explain it. Um, like, because, again, it's not really a spoiler. Um, but anyway, um, moving on. It's been a while. So, we got off topic there, damn. <laughs> so, anyway, um, we see the heavenly dragon, uh, St. Charlos, um... Where he's he's exerting his power. He sees an attractive woman. You're my wife now. Uh, that guy who got in the way of my path. I will shoot him. And like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And <laughs> except Zara. Zoro. Zoro doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I loved when
1: Zoro just showed up. And again, because like he wasn't there. He has no idea who these guys are. So he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna cut you down. And yeah.
0: Well, he's like, you, are you lost? Like, it's funny Zoro is the one telling the a fucking, you know, basically what's a god that he's like, Are you lost? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the irony. But Zoro's the one who gets lost. Um, well, because, and that's what, what I, oh, you know, what I realized reading this scene is I actually thought about Enru's line back on Skypiea where he's like, you know the people don't fear god fear is god and that's cuz like you know the 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 heavenly dragons that they're they they build themselves up as gods like they are above these commoners like they don't don't even breathe the same air they put on these bubbles because they they don't want to they don't want to do that they, so they put themselves so far above and they do have a lot of power. They have money. They have, you know, political power. They, if they get attacked, the admirals, you know, the strong, some of the strongest, you know, people in the world will come to defend them. So it's like, so all that power leads to fear. Uh, so everyone's like too afraid to do anything except for the Straw Hats because they don't have any fear. And so they're willing to, you know, they, they the the heavenly dragons are no longer god when it comes to the straw hats pretty much uh so it's pretty cool <laughs> that's for, and it's always, uh, especially later on ooh this one's good too though i do think um oh.
1: a th- i don't maybe this idea had come up a little before but i i just distinctly remember like luffy saying i don't read the the paper like he says that at least twice in this arc and um the one character says like mm-hmm. oh information is a weapon um and i do think it's kind of interesting that like because The Straw Hats, or at least Luffy, is, like, so cut off from the rest of the world. Like, he doesn't know anything about these people. So on one hand, yeah, he can just go up and, like, confront these gods. And he, like, doesn't even care because, like, they're just normal people to him. Um, But at the same time, like, that Mm -hmm. can kind of
0: backfire on him as we sort of see in this arc as well. I will take talk about that because that's super, super important. But, um, (laughs) well, yeah, because you're right. He doesn't. He be, by not treating him like a god, he he points out because that's the thing. He's not anything special. He's just some fat asshole. Like he's not really a god. He's just a human. He's not actually inherently more special than anyone. He's just, it's just the world decided that he was special because he was born. Basically, even though like look at him. He's just this ugly fucking idiot. This irredeemable asshole. And so when it when he gets fucking wrecked, it's so good. <laughs> but uh, that's that's a bit later oh man but again i feel like this is um
1: sort of like with spandam how like you see these like irredeemable shitheads and like you just want to see them get punched in the face and then they get punched in the face and it's like <laughs> yes but then like <laughs> exactly it like, is
2: giving you what you want
1: <laughs> but even then like just just punching them in the face doesn't necessarily get rid of the problem because like we saw with spandam he kept coming back like, even in the flashback, he got yeah, beat yeah, and up, and then, he even ca- now he's back still later. Like, and he's a in a full-body
0: cast, uh, and yeah, he's even on a full-body cast in the cover arc. Like, he's still around. And so then, like, <laughs> um, with, with
1: this guy, like, he gets punched in the face, but then it triggers this whole big, uh, uh, what's the, sequence of climax events. Climax
0: that ends, yeah, yes, Exactly. with Kizaru coming in, and the pacifistas, and so everything goes fucking hay- haywire, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, one other thing i do like about this scene is i like seeing the other uh, supernovas react to zoro where it's like um
1: yeah like the one person runs uh, like, in and uh,
0: like stops him and is like no yes. my my dead brother or something it's like you're <laughs> yes, trying to Julie get us Bunny, all killed you being idiot a <laughs> <laughs> exactly like i thought we pirates had an agreement not to cause trouble well especially like rouge's reaction the big the big guy with the beard he's like um huh The the first mate, you know, he doesn't look like the type to obey someone, so why, you know, the captain must be something else. And that is true. Like, I love how people say, like, they said it back on Whiskey Peak, too. It's like, Zoro seems like more of a captain than Luffy, even. But at the same time, he's still, like, last arc, he will die for Luffy, which is really just a testament to how awesome Luffy is, because he's able to get someone like this on his crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: yeah because wasn't there even a point wasn't
1: it at whiskey peak where they're like oh this guy must be the captain because i mean look at him yes
0: it was uh exactly when it when zoro was fighting whiskey peak and they were uh, igram and gang was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this guy must really be worth 30 million it can't be that that drunk the 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 guy who ate himself into a food coma no that guy can't be the captain (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah um but anyway uh Camille gets Kame gets kidnapped because of a tip off from uh, Macro's gang. Um, god, Macro, I fucking hate that guy. Like, cause he's he's a fish man who enslaves other fish and mermaids. Like, what a fucking oh god, piece of shit. I just thought I mentioned that. <laughs> Before that had happened, I liked the little montage of like
1: the characters were at the amusement park and just having fun, just hanging oh, yeah, out. Yeah. It, was, it was cool, but then yes, bad things. Everyone's happened. adorable
0: we technically since we got so off topic you really just went way back um no it's fine um so anyway um so yeah duval comes in to help um oh yeah i like i liked one little moment where like chopper's freaking out and brooks brooks being calm because like he's he's just he's had a lot of time to wait okay you know he's good at waiting yeah (laughs) (laughs) And then they um, so then they show up and they like a... hit him in the head because they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh yeah, because he's like, "Relax, Chopper," and they relax extra hard, and Uzumaki gets mad, and uh, Chopper's even crying after. Like they got mad at Prick. Like he's so, <laughs> Chopper's so cute. Oh man, he was just listening to to Prick. <laughs> um, but yeah. So oh yeah. So yeah. Papug. Oh yeah. Um. Or yeah. So yeah. Papug. Um. He he points out you know more of the issues with the Saboti where it's like. Um, Fishmen and mermaids basically just mermaids basically aren't allowed there because they'll get captured. Um, it's dangerous. Like because we even see saw Hachi and uh, her disguise Kame, Kame disguise themselves um, because as humans because yeah they they have to because <laughs> um, Sabori's fucking shit. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, getting to the auction house. I also really like a kid. Um, I like his his comment is just so perfect on the 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 heavenly dragons because like he's like man, you know, the, the 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 villains of the world, us pirates, like, we're better than them. And he's right. He's absolutely fucking right. Like, goddamn. It's just no uh, no, no, fucks given. Um, and uh, Law is here for some reason. He flips off, kid. Um, any comments so far before I get to uh, <laughs> something else? I,
1: I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know if this is, you know, I'm not going to say that, actually, because, well, mm, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that, because that's, like, me talking about, like, things I heard from... Like beforehand, mm. so like they're not, well, especially like they could be false spoilers. I don't know. I guess I thought Law was going to be more stoic, but him just kind of. He looks like, j- j- like, I don't know, the bags under his eyes. He looks like some like punk person and it like flipping the guy off. Not not what I expected <laughs> from Law. So I guess I, I can say. Like, he that.
0: doesn't even do it for any reason. He's just like, like kid like rec- they just like see each other and he uh he's like like he didn't even say the any- kid didn't even say anything bad he's like oh hey it's law i heard you know i've heard some bad stories about him and law just like flips him off randomly for no reason like it, it, <laughs> i don't know i know i have i've definitely <laughs> seen that
2: panel
1: before which i don't know why i was surprised yeah. by it then because i recognize it um it just feels it feels like a very non-one-piece thing because that's the first i'm pretty sure that's the first time anyone's like Flip somebody off in this story and that's like, not that's the thing only that... time because i can think of
0: one later instance but the first time so far yeah yeah, yeah the first time so um, far is what what i meant um of course yeah well, you wouldn't know like, any better i i know myself. other
1: like other shonen stories have done that but like i, I did anybody do that in naruto or bleach maybe i don't know it just it just felt like weird but like not out of place either i don't know yeah, but it was, yeah. well it's it, also it was cool
0: lol he's just being uh, he's being weird he's he's good <laughs> and i think it, i wonder if part of because this is a, this is a kid's manga you know kids are supposed to be able to read this so i think the west is way more harsh on the middle finger so it, seeing it as a Westiner, it's like oh hey that's uh interesting as a kid or in a kids series so to speak um so I, you know i get yeah that's part of it i suppose but um so anyway um we cut to Kamie. she's getting thrown in her in her cage um disco is abusing her and he gets mysteriously uh, knocked out fumming at the mouth uh and... uh, uh... <laughs> uh so do you recognize this guy from volume 3 the the Shanks and Buggy flashback cuz i did when i saw this chapter and i lost my fucking oh my God. shit
1: I didn't recognize him from the volume three, but, like, I saw it in the SBS that, like, it was
0: the thing that happened. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, did he like... fucking... There's, like, almost ten years in between that flashback and this. Like, because we did find out from Whitebeard that, um, you know, Shanks and Buggy were on the Pirate King's crew. So here's a Silver's fucking Rayleigh, the first mate of Gold Roger. <laughs> oh, man. God... I love- I lo- it's just so good seeing Rayleigh because he's so fucking cool. He's just this cool old dude who just likes getting drunk and protecting ladies and gambling and shit. And he's just like, oh, a former fucking living legend. Like, Garp even says, like, yeah, we can't take on two legends at the same time. Like, going after this guy while they're worrying about Whitebeard? Oh, no, <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> like, oh, motherfucking Rayleigh. <laughs> I love how we
1: can be this deep into the story and like we're still getting these big reveals.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like see, it's like for for me I guess part of it is like it's 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 almost out of nowhere, but it's also like makes perfect sense as we find out like we find out more about the crew um and what what happened after Roger's death or even before. And it's like cuz it's it's so out of left field like oh shit, <laughs> this is a big deal guy character coming showing up. And it's like, oh, I don't know. He just carries a lot of presence for me when I re- I still reread this part, and it's just like, oh, motherfucking Rayleigh! And now I have extra context of what he does later. Um, So, oh, I, it's just cool. It's just cool to see Rayleigh. Oh, man. I guess it really just puts- Something like that just puts into
1: context how-, how I mean, we've talked a, a ton about how big of a story One Piece is, but, like, thinking at, like, this point in- you know Naruto, we're probably getting towards like the war arc or whatever. So like things are concluding, and same with Bleach. Yeah, yeah. And like Dragon Ball was like if... ending around this time because I know we passed the chapter where, um, where that happened. Like it was Dragon Ball's last chapter, and like Oda did. Yes. I don't know. Someone pointed it out in the
0: SBS. Um, so like, yes, that he he made the the chapter like the instead of white, he made it like grayer to for, for, because it was a tribute to Dragon Ball's final chapter. Yeah.
1: So like um... we can be to the po- we're like so far into the story where like even some of like the like the most popular like big long-running stories would be like wrapping things up and like we're still introducing like new characters and like big reveals and ah, one piece is yeah, one of like, a kind
0: major deals and major information too like we learn stuff about gold Roger later like cuz um like here's how I'd put it like cuz like Naruto um you know and, I... and Bleach are, de- are both about the same length Though with bleach in particular, because what I want to point out is that because um, I noted that the end of the Arncar arc was like the end of Act Two for the the story, the yeah. chapter. So that that was chapter like four hundred twenty three plus a few for the t- turn back the pendulum thing. So it was probably closer to four hundred thirty. Like that was where the end of Act Two was, and, and One Piece hasn't even got to that end of Act Two, and it's already like seventy chapters beyond that. So it's like that's how much bigger a story this is. So um, I guess, like structurally. I guess also it has a, like,
1: what makes it so, like, special for One Piece, um, and, like, I don't want to say that this is the first story to do it, because there's probably other manga or whatever that I haven't read that might also do it, but, like, I think what's also what also makes it cool with One Piece is that it's not a story- like, you could make the argument with Bleach that, like, it's not all, like, one- it's not all building to one big point, like, it's all one cohesive- I like. Bleach just kind of broken up into like different sagas or arcs or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's no like reset button on the conflict, I guess here. Like we, it's all building to a big point with One Piece. Yeah, like,
0: but we don't know where that big piece is, because like, yeah, Bleach hits. Yeah, it, it does. Like every arc, like Arakar arc ends. Like like I like I said back when we read it, is like Ichigo's character arc is definitely not complete. But like. Event-wise, like, we, story-wise, we we're, were pretty much, like, set. Like, there's nothing that we need to know. Like, we, we do learn more about stuff, like, retroactively, like, with Ichigo's parents' backstory. But, like, there wasn't a burning need to have that question answered by the end of the arc. So you can kind of see where it could have ended, similar to Dragon Ball in some ways. But, like, with this, it's like, you know, th- th- we, again, we, don't, we know it's building up to something... And we can guess as to what it is. Like obviously, Luffy becoming Pirate King is going to happen, but like it's still building. It's spending so long, long building it. That yeah, um, it, it's def- it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, did you have any other thoughts on that, or shall we continue? Um,
1: I was going to say there was a there was a screenshot that I have here that I know we've passed, but now I don't remember what I was going to talk about. with uh, say it. about it. Just yeah, skip it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, we get a cut to Garp. Um, so we do find out later why, the, why the, we, cause we keep cutting back to Marajoa and Marineford cause shit's, uh, shit's happening. Um, but we're, we're only getting alluded to it now, but, um, cause yeah, Garb even says like, let's not bother Sengoku about, uh, Rayleigh. Um, do you want to take on two legends at the same time? <laughs> exactly. Like it's foreshadowing to that, t- to that reveal. Um, so the one thing I also want to point out is just, cause notice he's, he, they, they keep calling Rayleigh the dark king. And one thing I've noticed about uh, the Conqueror's hockey, the ability to like knock people out, is that um, so far every character who has it, they either have a title befitting royalty, or are literally royalty, or they're gunning for a title like that. So Luffy wants to be Pirate King, Shanks is an Emperor, Rayleigh is the Dark King, uh, Boa Hancock, she's an Empress, the pirate, uh, you know of uh, Amazon Lily. So it's like every, so far every character, so I, I just that's just something I've noticed. Like, um, so I don't know if, I'll, if there was anything to say about that, more more about that at this point. Um, and that's for the, and go looking forward, there's some, uh, maybe one exception, which is kind of interesting, but, um, yeah, so just something to, to note is that, like, every character who, who has that type of hockey is, you know, either literally royalty or has aspirations to be, you know, the like, pirate king usually, so, you know, there's, it that probably matters, <laughs> um, so... Anyway, moving on to the auction. Um, so, yeah, it start, the, the auction is starting. Um, okay, is, is Sanji smoking three cigarettes there? Oh, you don't have the, your, your pages, but it looks like... Because he's looking at the uh, the, 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 the list of uh, starting bids for pr- uh, prices uh, of, you know, um, mo- like, humans and, you know, uh, subspecies. Like, we get a bunch of name drops for some that we haven't seen yet. Um, like, I don't think we've seen dwarves or minks, like, knowingly at this point, or long legs or snake necks. But obviously, we know about fishmen and giants and mermaids. Um, uh, Apu, the 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 one uh, with the, like the Chinese-inspired guy, uh, he is a long arm because he has two elbows. So we have seen them. Um, yeah, it's just uh, just pointing out the race list. Um, so anyway, they they do find out that the Swats do find out that everything's going on in, in Grove One. Um, I like the gag where uh, Duval is like, "We were heading to Grove One the whole time," and then. Chopper <laughs> Yeah, the boss gets there first, but Chopper arrives first because it's just it was silly. Um, so yeah, um, as everyone's arriving, we find out um, who the other legend that the white, the government's going to fight is where they're planning to execute to publicly execute Fire Fist Ace and which is effectively declaring war on Whitebeard because like as Buggy said a while ago, um, you know, to to lay a hand on Whitebeard one of Whitebeard's men means he's going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> So don't do that. Um, but yeah, I do like how the Straw Hats like they are going to try and play by the rules of the auction house. Um, like the, you know, they have money on the ship. They got—they got some. Perona put their the treasure haul from Thriller Bark onto their ship. <laughs>
2: um,
0: so they're gonna—they're gonna buy. But then it doesn't work. Like they're trying to feed into this this system that's wrong in the first place of slave trade and stuff. And so they're completely outmatched by the reason the system is there in the first place. Because Charles, he just, like, he immediately outbids the entire auction hall, like, easily. Because money is nothing to him. And so he's just gonna, he, yeah, he'll just buy her, like, fucking piece of shit. Um, Luffy comes in. Did you have anything to say thus fa- on stuff thus far? Or... Um, no, I guess not really. We've kind of skipped over a lot. Or at least I, I haven't out. been keeping up. Me keep it up? Okay. Um, so yeah, um, everyone arrives, uh, Hachi is revealed as a fishman, and Charlo, uh, Charlos shoots him, and, uh, Nami getting a little, like, she's got tears, (laughs) she, or she, she's got, like, a little one on her eye, and then she's, like, looking on in horror, and, oh, and Hachi's, like, even apologizing, like, he's, he was trying to make everything up for, you know, what he did, and Luffy gets pissed and punches the head of Charlos to the fucking face oh another another one of the satisfying punches (laughs) um see so i definitely will have things to say about that because you you said it like it does turn out bad uh later on but um i think so i think one thing i want to make clear i guess for about the first half is because luffy's you know i've called luffy reckless in the past and i think it's kind of wrong to frame it that way because i think i don't know do you think reckless as a negative would you say um it it, it depends because like sometimes him being
1: like him being ignorant not having that information and just kind of acting on impulse sometimes it's good sometimes it's like in this instance like bad things happen because of it like he but again like yeah well because later
0: on it's like directly fucked. bad um right right so but um so but what i what i'm what i want to point out is like um, so up to this point, cause like Luffy, you know, he's very, you know, he doesn't, he's, I would say, like, say it's more like bold because I, I, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I feel like reckless is a negative thing, but boldness is like the same thing, but like as a positive because like, you know, he, he never gives up. He, he always, he often chooses to fight. And I think the thing about that is like, cause yeah, with Aokiji, he got defeated, but at the same time, because he chose to fight, Aokiji didn't go after Robin. He said, oh yeah, uh, you said one-on-one fight, um, so I guess I can't go after the rest of your crew. Like, because Luffy chose to fight, it turned out good in the end. Like, what what happened? What was bad? Like, nothing. no one got really hurt. They all just thought out and everyone was fine, you know? So it's like, there were no real negatives from even though Luffy lost, because he chose to fight. And so what you kind of have... So looking at this moment in just this small instance, Luffy chooses the fight, you know, fighting breaks out, um, you know, um, two heavenly dragons get hit, and they get saved by Rayleigh. Uh, Rayleigh comes out, and he just knocks everyone out, and so Luffy's boldness is, in the short term, rewarded because of Rayleigh. So, um, I, I just want to mention that now, because basically thus far it's been pretty consistent, where it's like, even when Luffy does like, because with Crocodile he he got beaten, he kept fighting. You know, he always he always fights. Like Luchi, he was beaten first, and then he came back and wins. So Luffy Luffy always fights, even when it might be dangerous. Like they fucking busted into Nia's lobby to fight Luchi and save Robin, and it all turned out well in the end because Luffy chose to fight. Well, and yeah, because so... like
1: in this instance, like him choosing to fight it, it like the goal he wanted to accomplish, but or. Well then again I guess he he kind of just punched it might not necessarily have been that I mean it, it's connected to like him wanting to free him wanting to like you know protect Hachi and the others yeah, yeah. so like right, like well, they are uh, able to on. escape because he fights so there is a benefit to it
0: um so, right, like, because, like, otherwise, there, there like, are... by trying to play by the system's rules, they would have lost Kamiya yes. because they couldn't out- outbid a, a a heavenly dragon. So they have to subvert the system to say, like, if, if he did nothing, then she would have never been saved. So, yeah, in the short term, everything works out fine. Yeah, um, so, like, I mean, there, I were, there wa- were
1: repercussions because of it, but it wasn't, like, yes. him punching this, this big, I forget what they're called, this person, this
0: shithead. Heavenly dragon. Um, yeah, St. Charles. Um...
1: Uh, yeah, but him, him, like, him punching that guy doesn't have any negative repercussions on Hachi or, or kami Um, he... Yes. Like, if anything, it later falls back on him and the crew when, you know, all the stuff happens after this, because, like, later, he, you know, yes. it brings all the people from, you know, it brings, like, the Admiral and one of the Warlords of the Sea to the the island, or maybe the... Or, Some of them were already there.
0: I don't know if it was either of them. Um, Well, the warlords were converging anyway because, uh, as Doflamingo says, next chapter is uh, the the plan for the government is the warlords of the sea versus White and and basically the whole might of the government pretty much against Whitebeard, including the warlords, which is we see in Amazon Lily, you know, with uh, uh, Boa Hancock um and we even see the warlords at the table together later on so so yeah it's understandable that you know kuma that ever, and a uh, kid even says like with, with being this close to navy headquarters is like you don't know who you're going to run into <laughs> um so yeah uh, go on um i forget what you are saying <laughs>
1: but yeah so like oh yeah them has, being punished it, it, yeah with it uh, has the a posi- like it doesn't have a negative repercussion on the people he was trying to help um, cuz even then like to say that, like, it had a negative repercussion on the Straw Hats, I don't know if that would be, like, entirely fair to say, because the Straw Hats were also on his side, like, they would have wanted to save them, and I would imagine that they would have done the same thing, um, even if they, like, mm-hmm. Luffy might have been a bit bolder about it, but I still think that, like, you know, the Straw Hats would have done something, because obviously as we of saw, course, like, yeah. it's trying like to play worked. into the system did not work, they had to challenge the system. Yes. Which is what the show has, and of course Luffy
0: is the one who leads because Luffy is the one who gives no fucks. He's the one who he's the man of action. He's the one who takes action. You know, Oda's mentioned that ages ago in SBS. Like it's you know it's good. Um, But yeah, we'll definitely I definitely want to ooh because I I, I've I've been waiting to talk about that the finale of this arc uh, for a while for like well because two weeks I think since or no one week. Because um, we we had to delay it. Um, so I've, I've been waiting. I've been gearing up. <laughs> I mean, I do think there is so, yeah. something
1: to be said about blindly getting into fights with people who, like, Luffy doesn't... Like, Luffy doesn't... It, it, he doesn't always know who he's going up against or, like, what kind of power might be behind yeah. them. So, well, cause, like... like, I do think there is a, a negative element to it, but, like, it's not as in, like, oh, it's not as simple as Luffy doing this thing is 100% bad. Like, he should change because yeah, again well, like if he like, hadn't a lot of done, done that he wouldn't he should. have rescued he, them
0: right right a lot of fan base thinks he should change he should stop being reckless and think more about uh, but it's like at this you know i feel like that's uh that's a opinion grounded in like realism because like realistically if you try and get in the fights that you might not be able to win you're probably not going to win but like one piece is fiction and i think oda is going for a different message than that so um and i will explain my thoughts on that later um so anyway um news spreads pretty quickly about the heavenly dragon um although we see the supernova's reactions like i even love Julia bonnet she's like man zoro was an idiot but th- yeah their captain's a bigger idiot <laughs> so um you know um sengoku's pissed off <laughs> because he's like fucking luffy again <laughs> and oh see oh in this part oh the the, the marine reporting he even says like um contact with the guards at the human auction hall i mean employment assistant office it's like they all know they all fucking know that auction human slavery is going on literally right under their noses like right there at Saboti. it's fucking 5 minutes away from uh, you know the capital of the world <laughs> like everyone fucking knows but again they allow it like they have to because of you know the, the what you know the heavenly dragons the people who formed the system so Ugh, fuckers. Um...
1: Yeah, what what I think is really interesting about this arc, like it does it does have some themes of like racism involved, obviously, because like the fishmen being treated as like oh they're lesser, and even like there's mm-hmm. in the the auction hall, like the people see uh, Hachi yes. and they're like ugh he, he you know he might have diseases you know I'm scared. Who of let that disgusting thing in here? Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. So like, um, what was I also gonna say? Shoot, what did you just say that made me think of this?
0: I was going to say, <laughs> um, I was going to respond but to it. Everyone, like, everyone knows, like, these. this is Sengoku, you know, Fleet Admiral of the Marines, and he's just, like, he, he's being, like, the the Marine fucking said Human uh, Employment Assistant Office. Oh, like, oh, right, yeah. They all
1: know. So, like, the go- like the um, government clearly knows that, like, this thing is happening. Like, it, it sort of ties into, like, systemic racism as well, because, like...
0: Um, yeah, right. Exactly. Because like it, it was even a system if... that decided human or fish. They said fish 200 years ago. Yes. And so slavery is a the thing. They they decided, the the system decided that fishmen were less than people. Um. And so, and that still remains 200 years later. So, yeah, that's, that is good, so like, a good point. Um, the,
1: the government knows about it too, so, uh, which I think is kind of important because, um, hmm, like, I'm trying to think, what was I trying to say with this? And I'm losing losing track. I don't know, I guess it's something to say that, it like, it's not just necessarily, like, individual people who are bad, but, like, the system is also, in a way...
0: Right, this, well, because, like, Sengoku is honestly, I don't think he's a bad person. He, I think he's a good person who's serving a bad system. Like, I don't think, like, Sengoku himself has never done anything wrong. He's just, like, there in the system you know like people like Aokiji and Smoker are also it's like Aokiji in particular is very doubtful about what he does Smoker is so honest that he butts heads with the system because he doesn't agree with it like he's like eat shit to you know like um you know you know he can't chase Luffy eat shit I'm gonna go chase Luffy you know he didn't like being credited for Crocodile when because he didn't do it you know so it's like you know and Sengoku's just like I've always felt like because we have only seen little bits of him but it's definitely like um you know, he just—he knows of all the wrongdoings, but like, he's still a marine. Like, I do think a lot of marines think they're, do- you know, they're doing the right thing. And I even talked about um, Akainu uh, Sakazuki last uh, back in NA's lobby, where it's like his absolute justice is horrifying, but it's grounded in the idea of doing the right thing. It's just like the right thing is in service to this horrible world government, where slavery is okay as long as the Heavenly Dragons want it. Um, shush. Yeah, it's—it's it's a good way to show that, like. Even if someone
1: has like a strong moral code of like uh, serving the system and like they will do whatever they can to serve the system, um, like if if that system is you know in any way corrupt, then and like they aren't willing to challenge that system in any way, then even if they think that they are doing good by the world because they think that the system will just inherently produce a good result, uh, that might not be the case. Again, this is another yes. thing that I think it's another one of those like. One Piece is it would be an interesting political read, um, like I don't know. If, well, because it's like,
0: it's, Ergon?
1: It, like I don't know if this would necessarily apply to anything specifically or just anything in
2: or no, everything like, in general. Because like obviously the real world know.
0: is going to be yeah the real world is going to be way more nuanced and complicated uh, because there's so, but um but the one thing I want I've always thought was very unique about One Piece is the way, like, cause, so compare it to Bleach and Naruto, where they also had their flawed systems, you know, the Shinobi world was flawed, so Sasuke wanted to tear it down. Soul Society was flawed, so Aizen wanted to tear it down. But, like, the characters who want to tear down the system are because it's wrong. Are the the antagonists? The good guys are the ones in the system. Whereas One Piece is relatively unique in that the one who the who the who's you know the flawed system is very much the antagonist. You know, and there are good people within that system, but the you know if it's going to be turned torn down, it will likely be because of probably Luffy or yes. his actions in some way. And he's the one he's the one outside the system. So it's like, and I've thought about it like. I think, like, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, Hunter Hunter, like, they all have their systems, you know, the Hunters, the heroes, like, they're, they're, the characters are all part of a system. And honestly, I th- and that's pretty common in general. Like, I, I'm struggling to think, like, I I thought about it and like, there are examples like Death Note, where the, the, the system is, you know, the criminal justice system, and Kira is the one outside it. But he fails, like so. That's whereas with One Piece, I don't think Luffy's going to fail. So One Piece is pretty unique, relatively speaking, especially in that regard considering
1: among... like this. Is, like it's it's a, a Japanese manga where like the collectivist exactly. mindset is more uh, prevalent than a more individualist mindset. So going against the system right, so... would be anti. What's the, like, anti-traditional pretty, Japanese it, culture? I don't know. I don't know how I want to ex- phrase I, it, but yeah, you get what I'm trying exactly to say. exactly
0: what I'm saying. Yes, because One Piece, it's also, like, not only is One Piece highly individualistic in a collectivist culture, but it's also the most, like, half the country was reading it during, like, the peak of this saga, actually, and it's still, like, it's one of the most popular pieces of fiction in the world, period, just a lot, really in Japan, too, so it's interesting that the one that's the most counter- to like, not that there aren't other individualist pieces in in like a girl Lagan's kind of another example because like they, they, it starts out with him fighting the system and then they're fighting a bigger system after after he makes his own system so it's like yeah it, it's uh, there's other stuff like that but it's um I just always thought it was interesting how One Piece is so against um everything like so much else that I can think of in its uh in in the regards to the, the you know collectivism and you know the system and stuff like that so yeah it's neat um god we, we've gotten that, like see it's funny this is such a short arc but we've gone off topic so many times because it's all it is a short arc but it's it's so important in the scale of the scheme of this bigger world that we can't just not talk about that bigger world <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, man. yeah
1: that's what's interesting about this uh, another thing that's interesting about this arc is that all the other arcs i've had like they're in between cutaways to other things in the world but this one is like like cutting away to other things, so other much... aspects of the world is like part
0: of this arc. Like it's part of the story. Yeah. There's so, like, right? Because because they're literally like right under the nose of the government. So we keep having to see the government reacting to what's happening because these are big things. Like this doesn't just happen every day. Like so it's 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 like the scale of Anya's lobby, but in a much shorter arc. So it, and so it, and with other big things going on too in the background with Ace. So it's it's interesting. <laughs> um. So anyway. Um. So, yeah, Rayleigh saves uh, Kamie. He gets the collar off. And uh, the other slaves get freed, too. um, Because, well, it's like, hey, I got the keys. We can save her. And Rayleigh's like, no, we're good. (laughs) So he gives the keys to the other slaves so they can escape. Um, Oh, yeah. And so one thing about Conqueror's Hockey is that, like, um, well, because Rayleigh used it on everyone in the auction hall. But, like, you know, Kid and Law's crews are pretty much fine. Like, one of Law's guys is, like, if... um, he's like oh I almost passed out um so it's like he, this is like a really strong character but even the, he can't knock out any one of like these notable guys so it's like conquerors hockey is cool and all but it's pretty much only used to get rid of mooks. <laughs> so it's like never go it's almost never gonna be relevant in like a, a serious fight so you know just something to, I, I noticed uh, or I, I no, I've known for a while but um yeah, I, I think or, that is've had it in mind cool, for a cool
1: because like if you would try to use it and uh like apply it to a battle it wouldn't be very a very interesting fight if a character
0: just walks up to somebody yeah, and just yeah. knocks them out by staring at right. them. Right. So, so how he did it was he made it so it only works on characters who wouldn't have been worth fighting in the first place because they're too weak. Right. So it's like it is a special type of hockey, but Luffy having it doesn't it doesn't affect the fights any because if it if, again if. If it worked on anyone who would be knocked out by it then they weren't worth fighting in the first place so just just a good little d- d- aspect to how hockey was you know sort of designed um so anyway um so i love after the reaction where kids just like i'll go outside and clean up your mess and luffy and law get pissed and they're <laughs> like don't you fucking tell me what to do you bitch <laughs> Like, because they, they all have this desire to be pirate king, so they're all, like, trying to push their way to the front, and you get to see all their fucking powers, and <laughs> it's good. They're all such... <laughs> the fucking... Especially Law's power is fucking, like, I, I've always... You know, it's, it's just... Because he can do so much with it. It's like, because he's... Um, he can trade places of things and cut things. It's... Ugh, man. <laughs> Um, his power is much more straightforward, it's just magnets. Um, but yeah, it's neat, it's just neat seeing, oh, I, l- I just love seeing the Supernova's powers, because th- some of them are just really cool and creative, um, and we do get the moment I talked about earlier where, um, you know, the, the ones who, you know, ha- don't have the guts to say Pirate King don't deserve to go to the New World, pretty much, um... Cause, cause I definitely think one idea that arc touches on is like, cause it, it was brought up with the, the slave pirate earlier who, when we first got introduced to the heavenly dragons, he was like, I don't want to go to the new world. Um, I'll mention him again later, but like, you know, what it takes to go to the new world is a big idea of this arc, And you know, one of the things you need is the will to become pirate king and Luffy's got that. So that's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone fights their way out. Like you see everyone from the crew doing cool stuff. Um. Like the Straw Hats and some of Law's crew, and oh yeah, Law Scouts. Um, the the big one of the big slaves that we've been seeing. Um, the so <laughs> Law's definitely a bit opportunistic in that way because he's like, "Hey, look, a slave! I'm gonna go back and grab him." So he's definitely a planning guy, I suppose. Oh, <laughs> I also said that another better.
1: thing that we kind of glossed over that I do think is kind of important, oh, yeah. especially considering well. I mean, he's one of the warlords of the sea, so
0: it's kind of important to contextualize his character. But the auction house was, wasn't it run by Doflamingo? Oh, yes, 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 you're right. He 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 ran the auction house. Disco uh, was like, um, you know, he's like, hey, you're going to abandon the auction house in, in this time of need. and uh, He's like, uh, slaves are out, smiles are in. Like, fucking Doflamingo's being a bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, and that is, actually is um, important, especially um it's opening goes you know he's we, he was one of the first two we've seen next to kuma after or after mihawk of course um so yeah um we yeah good uh i i did forget about that because i mostly focused on the fact that i mentioned the warlords fighting Whitebeard. um <laughs> and yeah so kid and law run into a um what well, we later find out they're the pacifista units who are they're basically modeled after kuma but they are they like they shoot beams out of their hands instead because they don't have the devil fruit obviously and of course Kuma even mentioned himself that he was a pacifista back on um, Thriller Bark I think because he was a cyborg so yeah um, so anyway they get back to Shaki's bar with Hachi and Rayleigh. <laughs> um And everyone finds out that Rayleigh is the, the the first mate of the Pirate King, and I love everyone's different reactions. Like Robin's just like, "Huh, you didn't notice." And Brooks like, he's just so far off the page, he doesn't know what's going. Like he's just like Roger. I guess there might have been a rookie by that name. Like he's been out of the loop for fifty. Years. He doesn't even know who Gold Roger really is. Yeah. Like- <laughs> uh he's just eating beans yeah <laughs> so yeah um rayleigh, rayleigh then clarifies some stuff about uh the uh like what happened with roger so we find out that roger was he was afflicted with an incurable sickness um he was he sailed with crocus um because i'm pretty sure crocus mentioned roger roger back on uh in that arc um as luffy was leaving and he, we find out that he w- went out to chase to see if he could find anything about the Rumbar Pirates. And, um, you know, so Roger conquered the Grand Line, he disbanded his crew, and then he turned himself in. So that, and, like, I think Nami even says, or someone, like, that, like, the way it sort of, like, plants, uh, you know, went out um, with him him being executed and starting the grand age of pirates makes it seems like he did it on purpose and i don't know did you have any thoughts on this whole scene it's uh with rayleigh telling everybody stuff because it's some cool exposition um um I i think
1: the most interesting part for me was the um i mean i don't know i don't know if i'd call it i don't know what the word is i want to use to describe it maybe interesting isn't the the best but um I did like the part where Usopp was like, hey, uh, so is it true that the Pirate King's treasure was... And Luffy's like, no, I don't want to know. Because, like, that does, yeah. I guess, address the elephant in the room that, like, oh, hey, here is a character <laughs> who, is with, who is with Gold Roger who would know if the treasure exists or not, who would know where it is. Um, but this is the the easy way to just say, well, um, we don't have to know because I don't want to know. And there you go. Yeah. So that way you don't have to worry about, like... Because well, I can imagine, also... like... That, that could be a snag that could maybe trip an author up is like oh I introduced this character who would know the answers um and some may just not think of that and just not address it and then all the readers yeah. will be like oh but, but, but this character plot
0: could've... holes plot <laughs> holes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, cause like, and yeah, that is because the crew is still out there. Like, uh, as far as we know, no one else of Roger's crew was arrested, and Shanks and Buggy even. But like, the thing with Shanks and Buggy is like, Shanks put his hopes on Luffy. You know, like, oh, okay, minor spoiler, cause we we get a, a panel of Shanks, and when he met Rayleigh on Saboti once. And we don't know what it is Luffy said, but Shanks apparently says that there's a kid saying the exact same thing as Captain Roger, the very same words that the captain said. So something Luffy said got Shanks' attention, which is why, you know, part of the reason why, you know, like he told Whitebeard, he gambled his arm on the new era. So, like, Shanks has put all his hopes on Luffy and his hat. For some reason, because there's some connection to Roger that we don't. Something Luffy said, and I'm like, "What did he say?" Because I've I read more of the series than you, and I still don't know, man. I still don't know. Got to study that first chapter. <laughs> Got to put it under a microscope and <laughs> chop
1: up all the panels oh, and man. look, look for the words, look for the the deep hidden meaning.
0: But, yeah, but I, I wanted to bring that up because, like, buggy, like I don't. I'm pretty sure Buggy isn't specifically interested in becoming Pirate King. He wants, he's, he's just wants money. Like that's all he's ever seemed to want even back on the ship of the Pirate King's crew. So it's like, even if they know what the One Piece is, like, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, it seems like information hasn't leaked, even though like all of Roger's crew might have a chance to know, like, you know, I'm assuming they do just because Rayleigh does, but with it, there, there could be something we could get a flashback and find out it's not quite that, you know, simple. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I also liked because um, the, the 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 moment of Luffy, you know, saying he doesn't want to know what the treasure is, is interesting. But um, I also like because before that, apparently Roger's crew knows about the void century that Robin is looking for. Oh, but, yeah, that um, was
1: the other big moment. Where, like, Robin could have got, like, that was another moment, like, with Luffy. Like, she could have gotten the answers she was looking for, and she's just like, nah, I'll figure it out. Or was it that she didn't want to know, or was it that he said, you're not going to really fully understand it? So, like, I could tell you, but it might be better that you just find out on your own.
0: Right, well, because he even says that, like, that we and those at O'Hara were too hasty. So, it's like, was something missing? Like, what's what what do, do the Roger pirates know or not know that separates them from when the strats will eventually find out who we we don't know yet and um you know robin decides to to cuz that maybe there's like a whole different interpretation and stuff cuz it could be um, kind of, of like the history. the,
1: the uh, what's the character's name noland like the Nolan story where it's like oh yes, this character was a liar and right. he did this thing and this is this is the definitive story but no actually that's not entirely right, right. true
0: so it could be like right. that right so basically like cuz yeah that's the thing is, like you know, um, so basically, Rayleigh might have been more of the, the you know, They know the uh, the the smiling Nolan version of the story, but um, Luffy will come to eventually know the, the, that that um, he was crying on that day. You know, like they didn't get. No one actually found out about the flashback except maybe. Um, you know, some of it might, would have been passed down through the Shandians, but, um, Luffy certainly didn't find out, but yeah, so, yeah, that's, there's, you know, history isn't so simple, um, you know, when it gets passed down, like, it can be colored a certain way, and in this case, the Void, it wasn't passed down at all, um, so yeah, um, but, um, two other things of note, I think, is because Rayleigh says that Gold Roger is able to hear the voices of all things in the world, um, so, because... Um well because okay, so here's what's kinda of weird about like the whole mentioning of Ohara, because it's like the way he says it, it's like it seems that we and that us that we and those at Ohara, like he kinda of says it in a way that maybe puts them together, because I've always thought it was really weird, because the timeline matches up really well, because four years before Roger uh died he went on his journey, and that matches up extraordinarily well with uh the scholars of Ohara leaving Robin and Ohara. Like, Olvia's, like, if you check on the Wikia, don't do that because because of spoilers, but, like, they have a timeline where it's, like, this year, um, this thing happened, and, um, Roger started his journey the same year that Olvia left Ohara. So, it's, like, was Olvia on Roger's ship? Did she get, because she got, would have gotten captured after Roger's death. So, it's, like, the timeline could match up if Oda decides to go that way. And I've always been wondering, like, is, was there a connection there? Um... <laughs> And so, um, and the other thing is that, uh, or yeah, because he was talking about how, like, um, Roger couldn't read the Poneglyphs, but he could hear the voices of all things. And after that, Luffy says that the one who is the most free is the Pirate King. And of course, freedom is like a major theme. So there's Luffy sort of stating his thoughts on it. But I like how it's like, we've known that Luffy wants to be Pirate King for so long, but now we we're 500 chapters in. We're finally learning more about why Luffy went, or what what Luffy sees the Pirate King as. Like he's always felt like this, but we're only learning about it now. Ugh. Um, so any other um, thoughts on that, or shall I move on? Because we're still in Saboti. Like it's only like a 20 chapter arc. How the fuck are we still talking about it? <laughs> it's been two hours, one hour, like over an hour and a half. But still. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kizaru drops in. Um, so apparently he has the light devil fruit, but he's a bit, he's a bit slow in the head. Now, just to make sure that I'm
1: remembering these characters correctly, Kizaru was the one who like massacred Ohara, right?
0: No, that was Sakazuki, aka Aka Inu. So oh. ba- basically think of it this way. Think of it Okay, of so it they're way. different characters. Ao okay, is... that, that yes. makes more sense. Because I was like, wait, this Here's... is the guy who destroyed Ohara and he's just this goofball? That seems kind of weird. But now I get, ga- now no, no, I get He's ya. a different that character because, um... Yeah, so here's a here's an easy way to think of it. Ao is blue. Aokiji, he has ice, um, because ice is blue technically. Uh, Kizaru is a light fruit devil user. He key is yellow. He, light uh, um, Aka is red. Um, he I don't know. He's I, I, he might have a, a fire already exists shit. Uh, so he's got maybe he has a different power. We don't know what his power is yet if he has one. Um. But uh, Akas red, and he's the one we haven't seen yet. So just just think of it like what you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you know Japanese colors. I do. Like honestly, I learned a lot of like little Japanese things because I'd like like a uh, white beard's Japanese name is Shirohige. Black beard because Hige is facial hair, and that's why he doesn't have actually have a beard. And white Shiro is white. You know, Kurohige is black beard because it's black. So I, I learned a lot of like little Japanese words, and so I remember all these colors because of the, the admirals. You know, red, yellow, and blue. So yeah. <laughs> Um, Kizaru is a fucking dork though. <laughs> um, but yeah. So as far as like the, did you have any thoughts on all the supernovas using the powers? Like Jewelry Bonnet turns some Marines into children or old people so she can manipulate ages. Um, Capone's power where he's got like little people inside of him. Like Jesus fuck. <laughs> that one's got to be one of the weirder ones. It's uh, I I think it's cool. Um, I don't know, did you have any thoughts on all this little scattered sabote fighting with uh, Kizaru and everyone? Um,
1: I guess nothing of super note. Like I mean, I kind of said it earlier that like not all these characters are going to be super important. Like we just kind of need a way to <laughs> I mean, like we know we should know that the Admiral look it, is a tough a tough foe, but also like just to get the visual of that, like here are all these
0: potential rivals for Luffy and they're getting destroyed. <sighs> See, I, I fucking love when he just, like, to, he decides, like, he's just kind of playing it chill at first, and then he decides to wreck everyone, and he does so in, like, pages. Like, he's just, because he's an admiral, of course. A- a- Aokiji did the same thing back on a uh, date on Long Ring Long Land with Luffy and Zoro and Sanji. so, um, yeah, like, well, and, um, it, we do get a couple, like, beats, um, because, like, um, so apparently, uh, Drake, um... You pronounce it Diaz Drake, I think. It's because it's spelled with an X, because X is uh, ten, the Roman numeral ten, which is the Spanish number. Uh, Diaz, uh, I guess, is how it's a little. I don't know why why it, it's hypo <laughs> uh, It's weird. But um, so he was a former Marine, apparently. Um, which I don't think we've actually seen yet in the series. Is there someone who was in the Marines but isn't anymore at this point in the story? I can't think of anyone. Because in the I non-canon, remember. there was a movie in tech yeah in the non-canon there was a movie antagonist um i mean okay bellmare but she wasn't like a a pirate (laughs) she was a former marine but not a pirate um but yeah and um also Apu, he's also kind of crazy like uh luffy almost because he like attacks kizaru and blows him apart and he's like whatever (laughs) and he runs away apu is fucking well he's the roar of the sea so he's definitely he's pretty wild um also i do really like uh hawkins's power because he has some like straw devil fruit that makes like voodoo dolls and like it, it, he's cool um, but yeah kizaru just fucking wrecks everyone and yeah everyone else ha- is fighting one of the pacifistas and they managed to beat it there was um, an
1: interesting mystery there for a few chapters because it's like
0: oh wait but yes, kuma's here but kuma's there what Right, and then, like, well, they even say, like, he's got paw- paws on his hands that can deflect anything, and then he shoots a beam, and Chopper and Luffy are like, it's a beam! Like, they're so excited, because <laughs> Oda, like, there's, like, um, yeah, Oda likes, the kids love robots, is what Oda seems to do, so the characters who are like kids are like, beams and robots, and yeah! <laughs> but yeah, together they managed to take one out. And then immediately after, we get the mysterious axe dude who showed up earlier, or the the guy who he was in the shadows earlier, commenting on some stuff. And he shows up with another pacifista unit. Um, so yeah, apparently he's a bodyguard of Vegapunk who designed the the pacifistas. Centomar um. <laughs> is a goofball because he's like he looks serious, but he keeps saying like I'm I have the tightest mouth in the world. I <laughs> um, and they, but he keeps like letting shit slip. <laughs> so dumbass. <laughs> And so, um, we actually get a, a definitely a bit of a sequence here because they're fighting the pacifistas. And then Kizaru comes in. Oh, and then, uh, he. What did you think about Rayleigh's save? Because that was fucking awesome, I think. Um.
1: Yeah, because I, like, Oda does this so often where, like, the characters will kind of. I don't, maybe not super often, but, like, he's done it a couple of times where, like, the characters, the Straw Hats will, like, get into a tough situation and then something happens and they get out of it. And, like, they, like, the way the sequence kept playing out, it's like, oh, this is going to be their chance to escape. And then they wouldn't escape. And it's like, oh, but this is going to be their chance to escape. And then they still didn't escape. And so like when he, when he shows up and <sighs> yeah. like it's, goes it's... up against the Navy Admiral Kizaru, it's like, oh man. Cause it's like at a point where oh, like, man. well, because oh, so... <laughs> Zoro still is <laughs> gone. still damaged from the damage he took from, uh, Kuma and the last arc. And so like, he's, he... yes, I don't know. It was like, he was he was at a point where it looked like he was going to die and nobody could stop Kizaru and it's like what is going to happen they're not going to kill Zoro
0: and then he showed up. Exactly. Yeah. And then Rayleigh fucking comes in. Um also funny, it's, I don't know if this is coincidence or not, but there is a sci- scientific phenomenon where where light scatters uh from the atmosphere. It's called Rayleigh scattering. So uh mm. Rayleigh beats light. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird coincidence, but I always thought that, that it's just funny um well because it's like he's silver's Rayleigh silver to gold but he also he's also Rayleigh that that scatters light and uh he's able to beat uh you know counter Kizaru and Kizaru gets serious as because you know as Rayleigh says he's he takes uh his complete attention like well I I should save you but I got my hands full and Kizaru's like hey don't fucking patronize me um and they keep fighting um yeah and I guess this leads and then of cor- to what could more so be I guess like the conflict of Luffy's.
1: The, like the repercussions of his earlier actions because like yes. the thing is with luffy like if you're going to challenge a system you'd better have the power to back it up otherwise things aren't going to go so well so maybe it's maybe more the yeah. consequences that luffy just wasn't strong enough to that's true or like he didn't um... understand he didn't fully understand like w- the strength of what he was challenging so like in a sense like he is being reckless in that he doesn't like, he's taking on more than he can handle. He's biting off more than he can chew.
0: See, uh, okay, so, um, but yeah, anyway, or, I want to comment on that, um, but I guess to finish up, the scene is that, the real Kuma comes in, and he uses his power like he did on Perona, he makes Zoro vanish, and then he does the same with everyone else. One by one, and it's like, really intense. Because I was
1: like, oh, well, maybe, maybe, because again, like, I I was still skeptical of what his powers were, so I was like, okay, well, they got Zoro, so, Mm -hmm maybe everyone else will escape. And then, like, one character, like, Sanji, was gonna go defend him. And I was like, okay, well, maybe everyone else will escape and they'll lose Sanji. And then, like, one by one, they just kept
0: going. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? What is happening? Oh, <laughs> up Oh, God. And then it's just, like, Luffy's just, like, at the end, he's just, I couldn't save any of them. Like, he's he failed utterly. Oh, man. Oh, and, so, well, my, since you mentioned Sanji, I want to mention one other thing I noticed, because when they decided to split up, and he was like, Nami, I'll protect you with my life. But then he goes to save Zoro. Because, like, Sanji and Zoro are honestly, like, th- some of the nicer straw hats. Like, with the whole Kamiya and Hachi thing, they were like, should we save him? But, like, after the the Heavenly Dragon thing, Zoro, like, say, helped the guy who was shot. He's like, where's the hospital? And then Sanji, of course, will, you know, he's t- this is the second time in a few chapters where he's put his life, you know, to help Zoro out. Um, yeah, so it's I, like, I it's think just... the, the
1: moment... Uh... Like when he when he found out, because like obviously these are the two that butt heads. They don't like each other, but then yeah, like I but feel like the, the same moment time they're that,
0: the nicest straw hats.
1: Well, yeah, because like the, <laughs> the moment at um uh, the Thriller Bark, like that. I I don't know if that I feel like that was meant to be like a bit of a turning point in there. Like not to say that they still don't dislike each other, but like there's a respect there that maybe the respect was there before, but it, I feel like it's more palpable now.
0: Yeah, well, it's like how I've always saw it is like. You know, the Straw Hats are a family, so these two are a strong case of sibling rivalry. But no matter how much they fight, it doesn't mean that they don't, you know, under all, all of it, love each other and will protect each other. Or And, of course, the rest of their crew. So, you know, that's just how I've always seen it. Um, so, anyway, so as I talked about earlier, um, did you have any more to say about, because uh, you your reaction was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I was still under the impression that,
1: like, he could somehow, like, Everything will be fine. People. They'll escape somehow. Cause like the yeah, like the yeah. thing, and then of the, course
0: everything just keeps going. Yeah, because I was like,
1: my like I guess to say what I had thought. My thought was that like, cause I I mean I knew, this is where like I knew like the our arc titles so like i knew that impel down was going to be a thing so i was like yes. well maybe somebody gets captured so i was like does kuma have like some sort of teleportation power that he can like teleport them to a prison and i was like is that where perona went mm-hmm. um so i was like is that going to be the motivation that gets them there is that a member of the crew gets captured but no that was not the case and then it turned out to be the
2: whole crew <laughs> yes yeah, so that's, that's, that's that's what New really York threw West me off i was like on? wait he gets luffy too like
1: <laughs> what is
0: I had no idea what was going on. I was <laughs> lost for words. Oh yeah, no, it's rough. Well, cause like I would say that um, as far as like, cause I've talked talked about One Piece as an act structure before. This is like the low point of Act Two. Like so, the the, the East Blue was the Act One. Entering the Grand Line was the inciting incident. So this is the, the this is the act the end of Act Two for Act Two of the whole story. <laughs> so we're still going to the end of Act Two for the whole story. But this is like this is supposed to be the low point for this part of the story. Um, so, but anyway, what I want to specify, because I was talking about, uh, Luffy's bolt, like, there's a few things going on here, honestly, like, um, like with Zoro, self sacrifice only, se- like, he self-sacrificed himself uh, with Kuma, and it worked in the small term, but as we've seen, it's like, with Robin and Nami, is like, it only works in the short term. You know, Nami put herself for, for her islanders to, to stop Arlong. But it it was inevitably going to fail because Arlong is a shit, you know? And Zoro, he... Sure, he saved them from Kuma, but his wounds came back and were causing problems here. He wasn't in fighting form. Like, the pacifists would have been easier to fight if he wasn't wounded, you know? Um, So, and then another aspect to it is, like... So, there's the whole, like, you know, who's ready for the new world that I mentioned earlier. Like, so the pirate slave he was talking about he was desperate he was talking about how he didn't want to go to the new world and i think desperation is really important because you get a lot of that in this sequence luffy is desperate to keep his crew and you know chopper uses his monster point which is a desperation move you know gears the gear especially gear two it sacrifices parts of luffy's life so all this desperation it, in the face of it's kind of it, um that's like last time i talked about how moria and luffy were fighting on the same level i didn't necessarily mean that power wise i but but I, I mostly meant in that they're both using desperation moves shadows asgard and combining gears two and three like they're both you know desperate basically and um more of that'll come up but basically like if you're basically desperate and you know so i'm connecting luffy to the pirate slave from earlier to, i forgot diaz or something devil diaz or something like that like they're both acting out of desperation, so in that, they're not ready for the new world. And, because I think what's important here, because I talked about Luffy's boldness earlier, and what does he do here? He runs away. He decides, let's run, and everything goes horribly wrong. So, that's why I say that it's like, because, you know, I even had someone ask on Twitter recently, it's like, yeah, but it makes sense to run away from, like, Kizaru and stuff, but it's like, yeah, but it makes sense to run away from Luchi and Aokiji, and everyone, too. Like, why shouldn't he have run from Lucci? He got beaten. But, like, yeah, but he didn't run, and he kept fighting, and he won. Like, even though he basically lost. Like, he was on his... On, he fell over, and Usopp had to get him back up. Crocodile, he lost twice. Why shouldn't he have given up? But, no, he kept fighting, and he won. But, like, here, he get, he runs away. He gives up. He says, I can't win this. And that's pretty un when you think about it. Like, <laughs> it's just... And and like immediately after that, things get worse with Kizaru coming in. And sure, they do. You know, others do come in, but like, like, because the way I see it is that, um, you know, I, I, you know, Oda obviously could have written the story like, you know, how he, how he wants. And so I think what he's trying to say here is that like, if you choose to run, if you choose to surrender, basically, like, you know, bad things are going to happen because like you're giving up. And that's, um there's more, you know, there's more to it, but, um. That's sort of what I think Oda is trying to get at. Is that like sort of if you try, even no matter how impossible it might seem, you might be surprised. You know, because like, Luffy tries no matter what, and he usually comes out on top. Even if he loses, like without Kiji, he still won in the end. And but here he get he gives up, and everything goes wrong. So I definitely think that's interesting um, with how it, how it's being framed. Because like it's also kind of similar to. Um, Kilua in the Chimera Antarch where he was the same. He he gave up, or he was the opposite almost. Like uh, he he gave up and ran away, but like um, he had and w- w- even like w- who is it Ramat or something? Like when he took the needle out of his head, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you love Hunter Hunter Mathwis. <laughs> you should know this. I said I said yeah. Discord didn't pick it up. Okay, I didn't just. Discord, <laughs> um, But yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's kind of the similar idea where it's like, you can't just run away. Like, oh, it's almost coming at it from the opposite angle where it's like, you can't just run away all the time. You have to be willing to try, um, even if it might seem impossible. Because Bisky even has like a really helpful chart of the one where she's like, there's like A, B, C, and D, and they all have different like ranges of power. Because power isn't, isn't, like as we went through over in Ennia's Lobby, having power and strength isn't just having a number where A beats B all the time. Like, and that uh, describes a lot of Luffy's encounters, but, um, you know, in running, I don't think he was operating at his best. So, like, the question is, like, could things have gone well if he decided to fight? Honestly, I think that's possible, but, um, it depends on information that we don't have yet. Um, so, I won't say more. So, that's, um, most of my dissection of that whole moment. So, that that's kind of how I see it, so and it's i am pretty sure my stance on it is consistent with like the entire series thus far though we will talk about some later instances later um so yeah well it's also uh, you don't ha- did you have the vo- or you no know, you didn't have the volumes but um so cuz like my volume scan there's actually like cuz you know how there's like the there's the sbs pages and then there's like a blank page with a panel from a previous chapter yeah. you know those right so what it does for the volume is after the the chapter there's actually a two um there's a there's a whole two page of just blank pages with uh, panels on them. Yeah, so it's I thought like, that was pretty it's cool because punctu- it was like oh, you did have that. Okay, because it gotcha. let that
1: because even like obviously if you were reading
0: it weekly, then
1: you would have had that big cliffhanger. But like even in the volume, there's right, like right. A, there's
0: space in there to process that. Yes, there's just this blank nothing of like what the fuck just happened, like. Oh, it's. It, I was going through and I it, it got me. I got to it and I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah, we've. Yeah, um, we've
1: talked about like you know all the things that Oda does to really like like he understands the medium of manga. He knows how to make it work.
0: Yeah, it's and it's cool to see it in the volume too because that's something you can only really do in the volume. So yeah, it's neat. Um, oh. so anyway, um, we do go back to Saboti. Um, Duval has protected the Thousand Sunny. Um, the the other. Shalia, I think, is her name. the 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 other the other heavenly dragon. She's pissed off, <laughs> um, and Shaki um, is talking about how the times are about to come as rough as the seas. So we're we're on the middle of you know, shit's about to get fucking real. Um, and Luffy is flying through the air. Yeah. So, what, what's, oh yeah. Because Sentomaru talked about a couple yes, of things that
1: a, a couple of things that I find to be really interesting about that scene and like what comes after that. Unless my memory is just wrong, I don't remember there being any... Like, what happened What happened to Rayleigh? Like, I don't think Oda showed that yet. Like, I think we just kind of cut away from that, because we knew that he showed up and was, like, gonna fight alongside them. Like, he was keeping the Admiral at bay. But when- then when the Straw Hats, obviously, mm-hmm. they get taken out. So then, like, he's just there with Kuma and this Navy Admiral, or Marines, or whatever. So, like, that's an interesting cliffhanger unless again i'm just not remembering things correctly but the other thing is like m- adding more to the mystery of kuma cuz like part? he doesn't yes, teleport kuma people he just swats them away to these places like there there were the the paw print that luffy lands in so like obviously kuma like has these locations like something with how his powers
0: work like it's it appears that he's been there before and i'm just w- yeah, way confused yeah like basically well, because basically, how it seems his power works, because he writes, he has his Bible that he carries around, and he, he was writing down something in it before he sent Perona away back in Thriller Bark. So the way I see it is that like he memorizes the locations he's been at, and then he's putting the character in a bubble and repelling them to that location. Because he even sends Zoro to the place where he sent Perona, like we see them, um, you know, uh, or that was a stretch of chapters, right? Yeah, 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 yes, right. So. We, you know, so we do see everyone, and so that's basically what he's doing. Is yeah, he's he's putting them in a bubble, and he's sending, the, he's repelling that bubble away. So he, um, so that's how his teleportation works, and it takes a couple of days of transit, um, because it, because uh, you know, it's he's not like like in a close distance, it seems like teleportation, but he's really just moving very fast. Yeah, which that, is also that's what's really cool about it, because it
1: seems like it happens yes. instantaneously, so no one knows what's going on. Like they just disappear. But it's actually it's not exactly. that kind of teleportation. It's just like he just hits them really, really fast and really, really hard, and they just go flying for days. Like I love it how Luffy is just like he just falls asleep while flying through the air, and he's like, "Well, if I land in the ocean, I'm gonna die." But he's just kind of like, "Well, I guess that'll happen." And what's also really interesting about the way they get split, which I guess this is a spoiler. I don't know how many of our readers, like, how many of our listeners, I guess, are not familiar with One Piece, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've given myself plenty of a buffer. Um, (gasps) I know there's a time skip, and, like, I just want to say, because I don't know, obviously I don't know how things happen, but I'm like, when I saw this, the way that the crew got split, I'm like, if this, like, if they, like, if this was how the crew got split for... Like, if they don't get back together until the time skip, which don't tell me, I don't want to know if it happens or not. But I'm like, this is a really, like, weirdly organic way to split the crew. Like, not... Because I think of, like, how, you know, Naruto did a time skip, or Bleach had some time skips. Like, the characters are off doing their own things, but, like, they... They all kind of, like, meet up, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna go do these, and we're gonna split off and do our training and whatnot. But this is, like, it happens completely by chance. Which, like, again, maybe... Maybe they get back together before the time skip I don't know But I'm just thinking like if this
0: is how they got yeah, split yeah, we'll see. For a time skip And like they don't manage to reconvert re-convene. Then how, how do they decide when to You know get together like how does that work out Because it's like if if they if they Decide before they split up it's one thing But here they were split up without their consent basically So it's like what what's going on Yeah uh, Yeah, I get what you mean I mean like
1: we know that Luffy's um, goal uh, Up until things happen uh, Was to get back to the archipelago Like he wanted to go back to Saboti so, I right. would imagine that, like, that's what all the other Straw Hats would want to do. It would just be a matter of, like, timing. Like, they, they would know a place, not a time. I just think it's really interesting. And, again, like, maybe they do reconvene before things happen. But, like, I just think this would be, like, a really cool way to split it and do that. It's
0: yeah yeah something I don't Though, think I've um, seen before. Also, er, but, okay, enough of my ramble. Mm, Let's I, get back. I can't think of anything else, yeah, um, off the top of my head. Um... Also one thing I forgot to mention is that like well cuz not only did Luffy run away before um sorry I am going back a bit but he also he decided to split up the crew like he he said split up and you know he he removed the unity basically so like I mean they were I, I you know unit, unified like um you know of course in their goal but um he split up the crew <laughs> so yeah, I just thought I meant point that out. But anyway, first rule um, of dungeons and dragons:
1: so... don't split the crew, <laughs> Luffy.
0: You broke. Don't split. Don't split the party. <laughs> you yeah. broke the rule.
1: <laughs> but no, that is also interesting. Like div- by dividing the crew, that kind of led to their downfall. Uh, yeah that's interesting
0: because like i mean if they fought together like because even later on like during the fighting he like he tried to go help someone else like he left robin and chopper to try and fight because he he couldn't stand to have his crew split up so it's like he made he made it worse by he, he, he by splitting up the crew basically like if they had fought together like in theory could they have escaped like that's the real question is like if they did choose to fight could they have got gotten out and like i said i think they could have but uh that involves uh yeah, well, well, again, we'll we'll talk about that later. So anyway, uh, Luffy lands on Amazon Lily, and he gets mush attacked by mushrooms, um, and rescued by Amazons who uh, take him back. They think he's a girl, because they they only know girls pretty much, and they save him. Um, but but they realize that he's not a, a girl because the the, the other mushroom <laughs> won't come off. <up. laughs> Dick jokes <laughs> and also ball jokes. Um, has actually translated pretty perfectly with uh because um the, like because in the west we have the family jewels um and but in the east it's actually uh tama for or golden balls like i remember some of the old translations were literal about that so but i think family jewels is a perfect uh translation because jewels and gold are still both valuable and yeah so somehow
1: yeah, yeah somehow i didn't <laughs> even think that like there would be an eastern version of that i was just i just like, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Like, what would be the the literal thing that they were trying to get across? Because, like, obviously yeah, yeah. the character reacts like, oh, it's some kind of, like, treasure. But Luffy's like, no, yes, I can't but, just um, take them all. The pun
0: works in both languages, yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. Um, or lucky, also, because there is a pun in for both languages. Um. Before we get too deep into Amazon Lily, though, I do, like, knowing that, like, Kuma
1: sent Luffy here, like... I feel like it makes sense, because, like, before I was just like, oh, he ended up in this kind of randomish place, but, like, knowing that there's a warlord of the sea here, and, like, Kuma's
0: a warlord of the sea, so, like, I feel like that's an interesting connection. Yeah, but not just a warlord, but the one who hasn't decided whether she or not she wants to fight in the war yet. Yeah. Like, she's, um, that that's a whole p- big part of the conflict. But I, c- um, I could
1: see that being, like, a realistic, conne- or, not realistic, I don't want to use that word, but, like, I could see that being a <laughs> a reasonable connection, because, like, a war, like, like, I could see Kuma going to this place to talk to a fellow warlord for some other, some government yeah, business or like, whatever. Like he so like- like did back with Mori on Thriller Bark, yeah. Um, Exactly. So that, that's a connection that I'm able to like put together
0: after the fact, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, because obviously when, well, because like that's the thing about you know because you're reading it for the first time, so you go into these arcs without knowing anything, and then or not knowing like you, you know some things, but um, but then you you get and then you get to reexperience it through this discussion. So because you'll like you'll click things together as we're talking about it, and it's it was just kind of interesting now that I think about it. Um, because like I, I obviously know everything because I'm I'm reading through it like for the fucking fourth time for some of this stuff, um, more for a lot of the earlier stuff, but yeah, um, so yeah, anyway, um, Amazon only really starts up by, well, it sets up the idea of, like, what strength is, whereas that, or, or beauty is, um, and that strength is beauty, um, cause it's like, well, I, I definitely think, uh, cause this arc I definitely didn't think is as interesting as Sabote, so it'll probably be shorter, cause, um, uh, I mean, we only spent, like, fucking two hours on Sabote. <laughs> A 30 it's a 10 it's like a 20 chapter arc we spent on holy shit i I thought there was going to be short
2: episodes
0: (laughs) oh man well
1: that was like the one time we did uh the legend begins and that was what like 18 chapters
0: or something but we got like two hours out of it something like that i don't think maybe not quite that much but yeah maybe we did Uh, yeah um so I'm glad I'm keeping the chapter count short, because holy fuck, if we did ample Down 2, then it would have been a fucking... Uh, Remember when I <laughs> four said episode. that, oh,
1: maybe we could just combine the two readings since it'll be delayed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to edit a four-hour episode. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, um, yeah, Luffy's captured. He gets a new outfit. Um, and after... I liked his, his reaction.
1: And- he's like, this isn't manly. And it's just like, he's got all the frills. <laughs> and like, just his... Like, it uses that, like, his... that te- that font where, like,
0: it's just that weird reaction. Just, like, his face. And yeah. it's just like, ugh. Very sad, Luffy. Um, and then he, he, you know, he pisses off the Amazons. He runs, escapes. He, he grabs the, uh, he kidnaps one of the Amazons. Like, everything makes sense in his brain. Like, you understand why Luffy does the things he does. But at the same time, it looks really bad. Because he's, like, he just escaped and kidnapped someone. <laughs> it's like, Luffy, goddammit. So yeah, um, so he's goofing off in the for Well, he's also, like, expresses the desire to get stronger as, um, you know, because uh, he, you know, he wants to get stronger than all of them, um, as he says. And we see, you know, Pat, Kuma, Sentamaro, and Kizaru. Um, oh, yeah, and one thing I also think is neat about these chapters, because, like, he builds his own ship, and it doesn't work at all. And he's like, man, I wish Frankie was here. And then earlier he was like... I'm hungry! Sanji! Food! Well, so, cause, so yeah, this goes back to what I was talking about in Thriller Bark, where it's like, he was the one fighting, uh, you know, Shadows of Asgard Moria, and, you know, the, the other shots had even said at one point that they rely on Luffy too much, and yet there they are, like, relying on Luffy too much, but at the same time, Luffy relies on them, and now he's alone. Yeah, this, so, a... cause, like, this was just an interesting narrative choice
1: because when's the last time we saw Luffy by himself? Well, wait—that'd be way back in like chapter one, two, literally whatever. chapter
0: like one and like the first like. Because once chapter like seven and eight hits, he's already got Zoro on his crew. Like, obviously, he's like physically alone several times because he runs off on his, does his own thing, um, like with fighting Lucian or whatever. But like, this is the first time he's like, there's no Straw Hats anywhere close. You know, they're all off, all off on their own islands. With their own deals, like fucking Robins in the East Blue or something like that, like Choppers in the South Blue, like they have to—they're not even in the Grand Line anymore. <laughs> like everyone's gone. But it's like—but at the same time, he's still like—he's relied on them so much. Like when—like this is like the first time he's eaten something that you know someone hadn't prepared for him, pretty much. Like he—he—he he had to eat the um—the boar. So it's like this is different. Like he built a ship. Didn't he build a sh- build a ship a while ago? Maybe not. Um, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to remember, or no? Kobe built the ship in the in the Alvida stuff. Never mind. Um, that's what I was thinking of. Um, I know he had had his little. He had the little boat that he almost drowned in the whirlpool. Yeah, he didn't build that one though. He did have his own it, but he did. I, I was just because I I was trying to wonder if he'd built a boat oh, before. Okay. But um, yeah. He he. I don't think so. So um. Anyway, um. So yeah. Luffy's messing around in the forest, and we see uh, Vice Admiral Mumunga, who was one of the Buster Call Admiral Vice Admirals. Um. He was there, and then um. He's Trying to get uh, Boa Hancock to come to the 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 war, and she's an asshole. Like she's like she's literally like, who put this kitten in my path? And she kicks it. And like later, she's like, who put this puppy and this baby seal in? <laughs> It's such a silly gag because it's just like, she's such a, it's, I think it's funny because it's like, it's like so evil it co- goes over to the top and it's just funny because it's like, she's literally just kicking a kitten as her opening for this is how this character gets introduced. And then she
1: has her method of looking down on people where she just
0: leans up super far. right She, she, she looks down on so much she goes back <laughs> instead, like... Or she looks down on them, yeah, she ends up looking she up She looks instead. down on them so much,
1: so far that she's looking up, or whatever they say.
0: Yeah, yeah, because so, and going into the, like, sort of beauty thing, because she has physical beauty, like, I think, didn't they mention her on Thriller Bark? I think they said, like, the the the, the Pirate Empress and the, the Mermaid Princess are both really beautiful, and um apparently that actually gave Oda trouble with designing her because like he, he it's but like Amazon Lily I think is cool because he does have a lot of variance in like the female designs and like the, how their their faces and their body types like he goes wilder than he normally does whereas like you know people have criticized like Nami and Vivi do look kind of similar um you know like I can understand why people say that so it's like So with Hancock, he he had uh, trouble making her beautiful, I guess, when designing her, because she's supposed to be extra beautiful, like, notably, so he can't just make her, like, normal. Uh, So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, she's... Well, her power even, like, runs on beauty. Like, you have to find her attractive uh, to get turned to stone, to the point where, like, even girls get hit by it. uh, But Luffy, of course, uh, the Dragon Ball thing happens where it doesn't work at all. (laughs) Um, So, yeah like it's absolutely a reference cuz even the beams like i, I the, you know the the dude, it's almost the same the beam hits him and then they're just like nothing happened <laughs> so yeah that's later though um but yeah so she you know she has power she has beauty uh she's she's a bitch though <laughs> um so yeah she comes in and she's you know she's kind of like well, because I think it's important that, you know, she she's powerful because, like, as we find out later, she was a slave. She was a former slave, just like um, Kamiye Kami, Kami almost became. And, like, so the way I see it is, like, her attitudes and her, you know, she tries to, she doesn't want, she she's kind of, like, she she doesn't want to be controlled. That's why she doesn't she doesn't want to go to the war. Not necessarily like not just because she has no stake in the conflict, but because she doesn't want the world government to, to tell her what to do. She doesn't want to be controlled again. So that's co- sort of why I figure her attitudes like that. Or maybe she said that later. Even I don't remember. But um, you know, it, it makes sense retroactively too. Um,
1: yeah, I like how everyone on the ship except the 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 vice admiral, like everyone else, gets turned to stone. <laughs> He's the only one who's able to like
0: stop. The, yeah he does the classic power. like clear her mind with physical pain thing you know to because to, he's he's stronger yeah he's got to he's got to own up you know he's got to he's a vice admiral he can't just be a, a little bitch <laughs> so yeah um but yeah then we see um the old uh, gloriosa i think the older empress the former empress who's trying to speak some sense into boa but she's hancock but she's ain't listening <laughs> And, yeah, like we talked about earlier, like we find out about the devil fruits or, well, the curse. Um, well, well, it's like they mix the, the, the curse of the devil fruits and the and the, 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 their brand that they'd never want, want anyone to see on their backs into, the, like, the legend to keep everyone away from the you know, when they bathe. Um, uh, <laughs> I love it. And Luffy even, like, he lands in the water and he's like, oh, God, I'm going to drown. Oh, wait, no, it's, it's, I can stand in this. It's fine. Because, um, <laughs> because baths are pretty dangerous at, to devil fruit users. Oh, to talked about that. Um, so anyway, Boa um, Hancock. She. Uh, oh yeah, I guess. Also, now that I think about it, this is the last warlord we've have we we've needed to name. And w- though we haven't seen Jinbei yet, uh, the Arlong's former uh, boss, like, because he was mentioned ages ago, but we haven't seen him yet. And so this is the the quote unquote last warlord we we've heard of. So. Yeah, that's nice. Um, <laughs> we know, almost know all the seven Warlords of the sea. <laughs> um, it's only only been like fucking 400, 500 chapters since we heard about him. Um, anyway, so yeah, Luffy gets captured by Bo- Hancock, and a uh, public execution uh, takes place. Um, oh yeah, see Bo-, Bo does her thing. You know the the thing where they they, they you know look down and abuse their uh, subordinates and piss Luffy off. Um, but yeah, so. Um. Yeah, and I don't know. Did you have anything to say about the fighting? Because, like, yeah, Luffy. Well, because Lu- like, well, because we were talked about earlier how like you know the Devil Fruits and hockey. Like, you know, Devil Fruits were mysterious in the East Blue and on this island, whereas hockey is kind of mysterious in the Grand Line. And so, like, this I I didn't think about that till you mentioned this until you mentioned it. But like, it's inverse on this island where hockey is normal, but Devil Fruits aren't. So I hadn't thought about that, which is kind of neat. Um. But yeah, Luffy shows off, conquers hockey. Um. He doesn't give a fuck about Hancock and yeah they fight. Um do you have anything in particular to
1: say? Uh I'm trying to figure out in what order everything all these things happen, because my screenshots
0: yeah, it's, aren't Oh, you fool, you didn't name them by chapter or you did but you didn't do it right or you didn't uh, like do it in order. Oh no. No, th-
1: no this one this one time I forgot to I forgot to do that. So like I <laughs> I'm trying to like like it's le- like, it's also partially that because I don't have it directly in front of me, I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, did this event
0: happen before they fought or did it happen after? Because, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely stuff after. I just want to cover it because the fighting, I'm not sure. I don't have that much to say about it. I mostly have stuff to say about the last part with uh, Luffy covering up the brand. Um, yeah, I guess we already kind of talked about hockey and stuff. So, yeah,
1: I like in I reading this arc, I thought that I thought that Boa Hancock was a was a really interesting character. Yeah. Um, Cause I like how she is sort of introduced as like, you know, she's like this empress and she's like, she has like all these tradition things and she's, you know, like the, the curses and whatnot. Like she, she's painted up to be this like majestic figure and like, she's, um, almost like, almost kind of like, what's, what's the word? Almost like a deity. Like she's like placed on this big pedestal, but like she's, she's got reasons for like, like again, like she's a bad like, I want to say she's she's a bad person but not a bad character, because, like, she does a lot of, like, she, she is cartoonishly evil, and, like, she does things that are not yeah. great. Like, she doesn't want people to know that she was a slave and whatnot, but, like, some of the actions she takes are perhaps not the best, not the, not the kindest, uh, but she's it's more yeah. like she is, like, she has a very human flaw, like, a very human reason to, like, not to, to be this kind of, like, bad person, because, like, you know, she... Like, she's got... Like, she has, like, this big uh, arena thing that, like, you know, Luffy has to fight her in, so it's kind of like a, glad, a gladiator-type thing that, like, people just fight for entertainment, and that's not great. And also, the way she, she'll, like, turn her own people to stone for... Certain reasons, yeah. like oh, she know, got the statue. Like
0: oh, the kids made a statue for you, and she's like, it's disgusting, and she shatters yeah, it and get that, this out, of, get the shit out of here. <laughs>
1: that too, and like not not all of it
0: is connected to
1: you know some of it is just because she is vain in a way. um Like like the mud statue yeah. thing, I can't think of how that connects to her being a slave. That's just kind of her being a dick.
0: Um, but. Well, well, she does say it at the because uh, I, I was skipping ahead, and she does say that you know she doesn't want to be controlled. So it's like she j- does her own thing because she doesn't want to be led by or you know forced to do anything by anyone else. Uh-huh. But um. So yeah, I mean, like you could say, like, oh yeah, the kids gave you something, you should like it, you know. Like it's ugly. Like let's be honest, it looks like shit. So it's like you know, her reaction is like rude, but at the same time, she doesn't want to be controlled. She doesn't like, oh, for social reasons, I should like this because children made it for me. Like she doesn't. Yeah, I I guess that's
1: fair, and it's not like she
0: did it in front of the kids or anything. So it's not like the worst it could be. See, now that I think about that, it's like she's kind of a parallel to Luffy. It's very similar to Luffy in a way because she doesn't give a fuck. She has no pretenses. But the difference is that... Because what what I feel like this arc is kind of saying is like... Because, you know, they mentioned that strength is beauty. But like, as we've seen from Enes Lobby, strength and power are more multifaceted than just like raw power so yeah boa hancock she's presumably the strongest fighter on this island you know she's also physically the most beautiful but she lacks kindness and what is luffy's strength he wins her over and makes her fall in love with him through his kindness so it's not like she changes to become more kind because at the end she's still like kicking puppies and baby seals so um but But, well, that's because what what you made me think of is where it's like... Because in the way that she doesn't take shit from anyone and she doesn't have any pretenses, she is very much like Luffy. She's just Luffy if he had no kindness, in a way. Like, because she also wants that freedom. She doesn't want to be told what to do. She doesn't want to be tied down by social constructs. But, you know... Again, it's but the, so the true it's all beauty just...
1: exists on the inside. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> exactly that's one of those. Luffy. Yeah, <laughs> Luffy is truly the beautiful one, which is why she falls in love with him. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> 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 I mean, pretty much. Like, I definitely think this arc is a bit less interesting than Savoti, But uh talk even well, I just uh, that observation is good. I, I like you know um, that. Uh, thank I'll, you for helping me realize that. But to, um, but to kind of get
1: back to because I did I did get a little off. Track, I think, with what I was gonna. I got a little caught up on the mud statue thing. Um, but like, <laughs> the re- like, she she that's pushes everyone out, and like, she does kind of put herself up on a pedestal, and she like upholds like, oh, nobody can see me in the bath, or no one can see my back because of this curse. But like, it's because she was a slave, and she doesn't want anybody to know that she was a slave. She doesn't want them to, you know, treat she doesn't her differently want to be vulnerable. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She doesn't want and... to appear vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She doesn't want to appear where, vulnerable, which...
1: and that's a very that's a very human. Trait.
0: It's a very human flaw. Yeah. So, like, and it's also very contrasting to Luffy because Luffy he doesn't care. He doesn't care about, you know, even about that because, like, he'll let himself look like an idiot, or because yeah, he is, he's is an idiot. He's so he's he's just gonna, he's honest too. Like, whereas Boa is trying to lie. So there's also that difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, but, I didn't think but about yeah, how well they I, contrast I did... each other.
1: Like. You all you had way. said that you didn't find this to be as interesting as the other, and I mean, granted, like they're interest, like what is interesting S- about
0: them a, is different. is a huge like turning part. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, uh, and I'm realizing more things about um. Well, it's like because the thing about this reading It's like Saboty is like this huge emotional climax with all this super important and interesting world building that we talked about for two hours, even though it's just twenty chapters. Amazon Lily <laughs> still like that's the thing about One Piece. It's like yeah, a long story is inevitably going to have peaks and valleys. Like that's the thing is like the arc right after this saga, like this saga is considered some of the best in the series. So the arc after it, I think it's a lot of unfair shit because like it's good, but it's not like 500 chapters of build up good. Because like that's not what it was trying to be. So it's and I feel like this arc might be the same in retrospect. Like realizing it now, like it's even as I read it, I was like, it's fine. It's just like, but like it comes right for Saboti, and it's good, and it's got a lot of interesting things. And you're right, but it, you know, so I think I fell into the same trap. I you know I disagree with other people for the stuff after the saga. <laughs> like that arc's good. Well, yeah, this arc is good too. You're right. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see, another thing I did, I did like, which is just I think it's just a. a, a... I don't know if I'd call it a trope because I don't know if enough characters fall into it. I need to read more, not just Shonen, but just read more media in general. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, the whole thing of, like, Luffy not being attracted to her, like, at all, like, not in a romantic <laughs> way, not in a sexual way. I just thought that was, I, I like when that happens. I just think it's cool because, um, like, Goku See, has that, very, too. Like, like he's just such yeah. a, mm-hmm. he's so, like, detached from, like, that that sort of, like, human aspect. Or, no, what's the, what, how do I want to phrase it? Um, well, it
0: is yeah like lust and sexuality is a very human thing and Luffy well character and also I didn't, obviously, I didn't necessarily Goku... want
1: to say human but more of like it's a societal thing and so like hmm. I think for someone like Goku like he is so detached from society because he grew up in that is true a forest yeah. or whatever and Luffy
0: I don't know about Luffy as much Luffy what did his... he we saw him in a town yes and well because I was also going to mention Natsu from fairy tale because he also grew up in a kind of wilderness thing so it's like yeah these characters are detached you know in this archetype because, um, so it makes sense that they're detached from... Well, because she's even considered, like, the phys- the most beautiful person in, like, one of the most beautiful people in the world. Like... Um, she's just that, so, but that's, which is a, a social, you know, like, people think that. Uh, but Luffy, does, so she's, she's basically the peak of what the society considers beautiful, but Luffy didn't, you know, Luffy, if, he's like Goku in that he didn't grow, he, 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 he acts like that. So I won't say he didn't grow up in because he seems to have from what we've seen, but, mm-hmm. um, he acts like he doesn't in that way. Like, you're right. Well, that's also why I think Gon is kind of interesting, because he's like... He he has he he went on dates with women, so he doesn't necessarily feel like attracted to them. Because uh, with with uh what's uh what's the woman's name? Palm? No, yeah, no, palm. that's Palm and Shooter. Oh, or. Knuckle, I was thinking, okay, Knuckle, yeah, Palm. She is, yeah, where she's like, he goes on a date with her and it's like romantic as fuck. You know, so he doesn't necessarily feel like attracted to her or romantically towards her, but he's able to act like, he he's able to perform the date well. And it's like, which I've always thought was interesting because he's closest to, he's pretty close to the archetype like Goku and Luffy and Natsu. But like, he he has that very key difference that I was, it's a deconstruction, Hunter Hunter's a deconstruction after all. <laughs> The thing about Hunter Hunter is that like, <laughs> because like,
1: when you look at something like Dragon Ball or One Piece, uh, I haven't seen Fairy Tail, so I don't know. Well, probably Fairy yeah. Tail too, just based on what I hear about it. Um, like, th- characters do still, ex- like, there are characters who do experience that, that attraction, whether it's romantic or sexual or both. Um, whereas like, mm-hmm. Hunter Hunter doesn't, like, Hunter Hunter does have some lust elements to it. Like, there are characters who kind of experience Leorio. that, that's yeah yeah, like Leorio well, or he the, yeah, yeah, yeah. or there's the one girl in um, uh, York new uh, so like that that lust element is there romance is a little less in hunter x hunter um so yeah, like there's almost
0: like 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 basically just palm and her yonder hey <laughs> I'm gonna stab so, you if yeah. I can't love you <laughs> so even that it is um, kind of like a, a lusty thing
1: um yes so like with, with gone it's it's a little less pronounced, maybe, as I would... Like, for something like Luffy, Like I can compare him to someone like Sanji, who very clearly has, like, a yeah, romantic... Sanji's... And... He exactly. has, like, a, yes. a lust He's and attraction to idea. other people. Idea. So it's not that, like, it is just not present in the narrative, it's just... And again, like, Oda's not entirely consistent with it with Luffy, because, like, he did in the SBS show that, like, there was the, the thing with Nami and Alabasta, where, you know, he
0: was yes, with see, the other yeah, people but, well, up on the wall. It's... Yeah, because he, he had to specify that it's like with him and Chopper, it's like it's not that they found her attractive; it's that they were like monkey see, monkey do. So it was more like a performative <laughs> aspect of it. Well, um, basically, in other words, if Usopp was there, he would have acted like Usopp because Usopp was there. But but he probably wouldn't have been affected. Like Usopp would have been turned to stone instantly. <laughs> like <yeah>. it's it's. <laughs> it, it, it's not,
1: it's not like it's not like I'd want to say that. um... It's not that like Luffy. Luffy doesn't seem like the kind of person who would just perform it for the sake of, like, wanting to fit in. That's not who Luffy is, but... um, And maybe it's I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's a little weird, I guess.
1: There are are some people who don't really... Like, sexuality is not a big part of their, you know, their lives. They don't really... So I just think it's interesting to see characters like that in fiction. This ended up getting off on, like, a really weird side tangent. We've been on this for a little bit. But... I also think it's cool, like, less in just the I think it's cool aspect, but more of, like, it actually does tie into the arc, because um, we talked about, like, you know, beauty on the inside, and, like, how it affects the different characters and whatnot, um.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I just, I just think it's really cool. I like it when characters just, not to say that, like, you know, having sexual attraction in media is bad. I feel like some of my <laughs> discussion of Sanji might have veered off in that direction a little bit, and I feel kind of bad for doing that, because that's not true, obviously, um. But
0: yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I, I just think
1: it's cool when characters like this are just like that sometimes, and it's also just funny. It's a good yeah, comedic I... gag because I just like the panel where <laughs> they all just like tilt their heads and they just all the question marks.
0: <laughs> like the beam didn't work. What? I also um, like later when he's like like he barges into the mo- into the bed quarters of the most beautiful one in the world, and he's just like, "Where's the food? <laughs> Where's
1: the food?" And then she's like, "He's like, Where's the food? Why are you naked?'" Like he just doesn't he doesn't get it oh um, man so but, good. <laughs> I, but like as for like a, a potential theme for the arc and we did you know we did discuss it earlier like she, there's the this big thing in the coliseum where you know luffy is like well what are you doing and he's like trying to preach to the crowd and she's just like well it doesn't you know they'll do whatever they'll forgive me because i'm beautiful and like everyone just you Swoons, know again because yeah, of her power and whatnot de- they just swoon over her and then she's like, well, what about you? And Luffy says, you make me sick, which I just it's, it's, there's, there's a Go theme on. here. Like there's a, there's an, a narrative purpose for this arc. And it, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all there, there for really a reason.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Cause yeah. Well like I, the big, my big takeaways are sort of the how they're similar and different, you know, how they're similar on the, their desires for freedom and not wanting to be, to be controlled. But you know, the difference in kindness, of course, that, that really separates them. Um, so yeah it's it's yeah it's it's a good arc it's still good you know even if i don't like it as much as Sabote, it's still good like that's the thing even like back in the early one piece when i think it was at its weakest like it's still good like one piece has never had a bad arc i will stand by that um
1: i also really like the part um, where he's like you make me sick and she's just like oh his existence is intolerable (laughs) and she's just like so (laughs) taken aback by someone not finding her attractive it's it's hilarious
0: yeah, like, well, it's like she doesn't even have a goofy design, but, like, it's One Piece, so the way she acts is still, you know, perfectly in line with the series. Like, her sisters are way more exaggerated in their designs, but she's normal, relatively normal looking. Like, she's tall. That's about it. Um, I mean, she's still got exaggerated proportions and stuff, but, um, yeah. So, um, anyway, so, yeah, Luffy uh, is, you know, he- he's invited to talk about the, the brands and stuff because he-, he said he recognized the mark. And we, uh, because, and so we find out that this little character design detail of the sun tattoos that guys like Hachi and Arlong were wearing way back fucking hundreds of chapters ago is actually connected to the slaves, to the, to, to being enslaved and, um, the whole backstory, like, cause she gives the backstory of a Fisher Tiger, who was the former captain, but well, she says fishmen pirates, um, that's true cause it was a Fishman pirate crew. Um, earlier on, I'm pretty sure Rayleigh mentioned the Sun Pirates. That's the, what the crew is called. The, the Fishman group is that Fisher Tiger led. That was the crew that Jinbei and Arlong were on, too um is the the sun pirates basically so uh fisher tiger formed that crew through freed slaves and then he also took some other fishmen including you know so basically like he she even says that you know hachi might have been a slave but um you know some of the some of the them took the the brand onto themselves to disguise themselves like so the yeah, um, I thought yeah we was, all have this mark that just seemed like a really
1: cool detail to add it as like character like for some characters, they are kind of like rec- reclaiming that brand by like turning it into something else. Like yeah, to, they're they're to take something negative it, yeah. and turn it into something positive, and then like other characters also just like wearing that in not solidarity. Yeah, like what's what's the word y- unity? Yeah,
0: so it, well, so, uh, yeah, 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 it's like characters who weren't slaves, but you know agree you know agree with Fisher Tiger that you know and because he well because um you know Boa says that Luffy reminds um her of uh, of Fisher Tiger because you know he apparently fucking climbed the red line to get into like we saw how tall that was at the beginning of the stretch of chapters like it's it went into the clouds like it's mile it's possibly like a couple miles up there he climbed that and then he fucking wreaked havoc in the land of the gods and freed a bunch of slaves so um (laughs) fuck yeah fuck yeah fisher tiger oh man so yeah but um but yeah, she she mentions that she you know she didn't want to be controlled again, which made you know it, which it was good at, it's good at recontextualizing you know why she was the way she was because especially like I I think it's really interesting how like even her like you know hating kicking cute animals and destroying like gifts from children like makes sense under you know she doesn't want to be controlled by anything at all um, so I thought that was interesting um, and then she offers to help Luffy um, get to wherever he wants to go. And we get a party. Oh, you gotta yeah. gotta love the parties. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's interacting with a man, so they're freaking out. <laughs> he's the he's the exception of the the rule that no men are allowed on the island. Um, and I,
1: I like how they're all like anything that Luffy can do, they're just like, oh, so all men can do
0: this. So, like all
1: men. <laughs> right, can All just, all men are all made all of rubber. Men stretch
0: and get, they get fat and really quickly. And they, they <laughs> Yep, yeah, that's what all men are like. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, and and I, then, I like anyway, how he finds out earlier, like, in the she, forest with the it? one
1: girl, um, when, like, she would say things and Lee's like, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't care to explain the whole thing to you about, like, devil fruits and whatnot, so we'll just say that that's what it is. You can go on <laughs> thinking that, because you know Luffy what? just doesn't Fine.
2: care.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. that, was really funny, you're right, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so yeah, anyway, Luffy finds out that she's a warlord of the sea, and he's like, what?! um well because i like his reaction because he's like whoa if we fought she'd be really strong like she he hasn't fought her yet but he recognizes the warlords as being strong because he's fought several of them you know like kuma crocodile moria like he so it's like it's it's interesting that he has this pretense because it's like it's built off from information he's known you know so it's like we don't know if she's strong she hasn't fought but he you know he's like oh she's a warlord that means she's got to be a big deal right um that's another thing that's really cool uh, is like we are able to be introduced to hancock
1: in all these different ways without like seeing how powerful she may or may not be so like we don't even know like like just the way that it's like oh if we fought if we fought yeah so it's like how strong i mean she's a warlord of the sea so we'd have high expectations
0: and now like she's an ally to luffy so it's like what exactly like it's like we never see her do, do anything but well it's and that's also I uh, Oda's just really good with that in general with how he's like constructed his world and the power uh um the how the power curve is but like come on like I got hyped when I first saw Rayleigh like what was he he's an old man with a text bubble and I got hyped because of what that text bubble said the text bubble said first made a fucking gold Roger like holy fucking shit like um it's, it's cool <laughs> so anyway um Luffy also finds out that uh The reason, you know, the whole thing with the Warlords is that they're going to fight Whitebeard because Ace is getting executed and Luffy's like, oh, fuck. Um, See, it's like, and he finds out that, like, um, you know, he can actually, like, he can, now that he, because before he was like, Ace has got his own adventures. He he can handle himself. But now that it's like right in front of him, he's like, you know, I can't, you know, get my crew back together but I I might be able to actually get to and try and save Ace, so he's putting his old family, you know, his family above his crew, sort of, his older family versus the family he built, so, um, we'll we'll see how that goes, but, um...
1: And I really like how the, the... I don't know if I'd call it subplot, but I just like how the stuff with Ace is handled, because, like, at first, Luffy's like, oh, well, I'm not gonna go help Ace, because you know, he'd probably be upset if I did that, like, he can handle himself, but now that now that he sees it, like, oh, He's going to be executed. Yeah. Um. Maybe I should go do something. And again, like, you know, exactly. putting like, the the blood right. family in Ace versus,
0: you know, like the family he made with the straw hats.
1: That's another interesting conflict.
0: Yes. And there's definitely. Well, again, that's the whole saga is because now we know he's going to Imple down to rest Ace. So and that's the next arc. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So so, yeah, Luffy decides to go save Ace. And though there's a bit of an issue with Hancock because she's uh deathly ill. With
1: lovesickness.
0: <laughs> uh, Oda. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have much to say about that. Because I kind of already talked about it. Um, or just the, their whole thing in general. Um, but yeah, she... But no, yeah,
1: I like the way, like, it's even, like, framed all dramatically. Like, it was the title of the chapter. It's like, I forget. It was something illness, and it's like, oh no, yes, what's uh, gonna or happen? There's also,
0: like, love is... Or, yeah, th- then at the end, of, love is always a hurricane. Like, there's just... Uh, it's, yeah, it's like, I think it's all just so big and goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Hancock has decided to participate in the war. Well, cause it's like, the way I see it is like, you know, she's, she's still not being controlled. Like she chose to help Luffy. Like she was sick, but you know, she still cho- like, she didn't, she didn't know that, you know, she'd die if she didn't help Luffy. She still just decided to do that of her own accord, you know? Um, so, and then, yeah. So she, so she's still not being controlled is what I think is worth pointing out, um, as she's, you know, going to help Luffy, cause she, yeah, and then she returns to... Oh, yeah, the co- the She she saves the crew, and they're still, like, mid-cheer of, uh, about... Oh, and then, every, you know, they get back in business. Um, I'm gonna find out where the reading ends so I don't go too far. Okay, I'm not... Good. At well, cause it kind of blends into the, um, the next arc, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah. So... Yeah, Boa Hancock's on her way to the war. Um, They have six of the seven warlords, but uh, Jinbei is opposed to the war, apparently. Uh, The only one we haven't seen, of course. Um, So yeah, Whitebeard is apparently on the move. He took out all the ships that the government had watching him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, the hype is getting real. (laughs) Oh, so, and we see Garp um, arrive at Ace's cell in uh, Impledown. Ace is not looking too hot. The
1: panel of Ace, you know, all... You know, just, you know, he's all wrapped in chains and he's just not looking great. It, I don't, I don't know, like something about this panel is just like really cool. And also like the shadows of Garp and whoever the other guy the cell is that was with him. Or... Just, well, mm-hmm. like, it's it's yeah. the shadows of the cell, but also like you can see the figures kind of like, yes, casting shadows on him. So like, yeah, whoever, the, the lighting or... of it is really good. And it also, I don't know if, for some reason, it gives me vibes of like the gold Roger thing like when he was being executed like there's that panel of him and this just kind of gives like it gives like big important vibes like look at this this is a big doom i don't know
0: yeah yeah well it's also like because because ace is so beat up and stuff it's like or because freedom is such a core idea to one piece that you know it's like you know o- you know Oda probably feels that like you know be you know not having freedom might be you know worse than death and so like ace being there is like ooh, rough so yeah um so anyway, um, we cut to see, we see where the, uh, the straw hats are, the everyone else. Um, Nami's on a sky island called Weatheria. Uh, Frankie's somewhere cold with weird animals. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Sanji, uh, what did you think about the place where Sanji is?
1: <laughs> He's at a place with, what was it, what was it described? Like young, beautiful maidens or whatever.
0: But oh, uh, Okama's basically like Mister Two, yeah. Where but they're all <laughs> ugly dudes. Oh, I didn't even notice uh, that. I just noticed that they like
1: weren't conventionally yeah, attractive, and Sanji well, was freaking yeah, out.
0: Um, yeah, we'll 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 come back to this in the future. I'm just gonna offhandedly mention it for now. Um, because of course we're gonna see more of the Straw Hats. So we can't just not see them. Um, say Usopp's on some like island with a bunch of plants with a dude named Hercules. Um. A brook was uh, summoned by a cult. They think <laughs> he's a demon. <laughs> uh, and he does his usual
1: uh, gag. Like, can I see your panties? And, just yep, like, and it's just like, show. Because yes, so, uh, we must offer the summoned... demon. <laughs> he was summoned by the Illuminati.
0: Well, um, yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> so then um, Robin is now imprisoned on this construction like this they've they apparently been building this bridge for 700 years to get to the um i forget where it's going um it, but but she's in the east blue uh chopper in the south blue uh on this bird island about to get eaten by the tribal villagers um
1: yeah that was also like cor- the really that was like a part that like really weirded me out because like some of these characters are like not even in the grand line anymore so it's like yeah how do they
0: possibly like- reunite exactly it's like how because it took them how many fucking hundreds of chapters to get that to where the halfway point and now like robin's in square one like she's in the east blue that's square one where we started the story <laughs> it's gonna take another five minute chapters for her to get no <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um and then we see Perona, and she's, like, whining about... I, I I wanted to go to a gloomy castle, but I didn't want to not have servants. We're cute stuffed animals. I want to go back to... And then Zora lands in. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's interesting that, like... I guess she... Because she's been alone for a while, so she just, like, fixes him back up. Like, she, he's heavily bandaged. Like, but it's, it looks like a clumsy job, because she probably has no idea what she's doing. Uh, but, yeah. Um, she tried... A for effort, I guess. Um, see, so yeah, Luffy and Hancock are on the ship, getting ready to go. We see a bunch of Marines gathering at Marajo or Marineford, um, like all the little cameos and references. Um, like if you look at in the panels, you probably might have seen T Bone or uh, Vice Admiral Comier from the Ace cover story, and Django and Full Body are there behind Hina. Uh-huh. Yes. There's a Smoker giant Jack. Tashigi. He was. Uh, you might remember him from Log Town, the giant dude. Um, he oh. was the one who was, he was the one who said like, uh, absolute justice, you know, like, uh, when we were getting, seeing the, the headquarters for the first time when they were going over Luffy's bounty. Um, oh. yeah, he was, he was the one. So if you look at those panels, like he's not like really, he's not just really high up. He's also like literally a giant. So we actually saw a giant in the story, like a few dozens of chapters before little garden. When you think I never actually realized that before. It's just was kind of like hidden with the perspective because it looks like he's just really high up, but no, he's actually just really big. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, man. And then, of course, we see all the warlords uh, talking strategy, but the the narration's like, uh, yeah, these guys can't really work together. Oh, man. Dolphamingo, Blackbeard, Moria, Kuma, Miyak. Oh, yes. And, of course, uh, Garp's telling Ace that, you know, Whitebeard won't stop. Uh, so, you know, the war, the war can't be stopped. And, uh, yeah, that is the first episode done of the Paramount War saga. Um, I, have been trying to hide the name in case, cause I think even at the end of the last episode, like, yeah, Fishman Island. Uh, but uh, that's not happening anytime soon, <laughs> which is kind of funny because it's like the fan base, we were like, oh yeah, we're going to Th- Florian Triangle, then Fishman Island. It's like, oh, Sabote And then the, <laughs> nope. So I tried to preserve some of that, but now now the, the the cat is out of the bag. We know exactly where this shit is going. The war. Um. So yeah. Uh. Final thoughts on Amazon Lily, Horse and orsipodi. Uh. Again, good, and a lot of setup. I'm excited yeah, well, for where this like is like going It's like a go. setup arc, but we got fucking three hours of almost like clo- like more than two and a half hours out of fucking setup. Like holy shit, it was really good setup and it's also been built up too like like again this stuff has been built up too pretty directly since like ch- chapter f- drum pretty much well and then again if you talk about the fucking fishman slave stuff that goes back to arlong so it's like fuck <laughs> oh man yeah it, it was good i definitely appreciate both i appreciate amazon literally more from the discussion than i did from rereading it so thank you for that. Like I know, I hopefully I'm helping you appreciate aspects of it for because I obviously have been on the series for more. But uh, thank you for helping me appreciate Amazon Lily. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we will be back next week. For luckily this arc's even shorter. The next one's even shorter. It's only like 25. Maybe it's maybe it's close to like 28. Um, Emple down. It is chapters 525. To f- 549. So yeah, about 20, 24 chapters. So it's pretty short. Uh, but then again, this is us. <laughs> we're on the One Piece train now. We're, we're not going <laughs> to shut up, apparently. Um, oh, man. Well, the, the fucking... The, the war is going to... It's going to be a longer stretch of chapters. It's going to be like four, four hours. God damn it. I don't want to edit a four-hour episode. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for listening, as usual. Uh, we will catch you next time unless you had anything else to say nope we're good okay we're good we're good